Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. What are you doing? My dad and I got in a fight. I was crashing at Eric's and he finally chased me down. You're lucky. You have a family who fights for you. Mine doesn't even care if I'm there. Oh, your mom loves you in her own way, Blair. Not the way your father loves you. I've never had that. My own dad, as sweet as he is, isn't here. Your father will go anywhere for you, anytime. I know because I've sometimes made it happen. What? 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 Is it, is it my hair? Sorry, I was too busy looking over... Uh, looking, your shoulder. <laughs> seeing you look over my shoulder at something that I was, <laughs> I was distracted. No, uh, you're just wrong. Jenny, you look cold. Here. Come on, dear. You've made your point. I don't think I have. Oh, I that's Blair. Ah. Jenny, shut the fuck up. This is my mom. <laughs> but she, but she's right, mom. I don't think I have. <laughs> well, I think that you might feel differently when you find out what I've been waiting to show you. I'll come on one condition. Jenny has to go home, too. I think that's a terrific idea. Everyone should be where they belong on Thanksgiving with their family. So come on. Come on, come on, come on. We'll drop you off. Yay. We love each other. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of The Lonely Boys. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down Season 2, Episode 12, It's a Wonderful Lie. But I'm not here by myself. I am, of course, here with my co-host, someone who would be an unsuitable date to the Snowflake Ball because he is the loosest girl in our class, Brendan Ruffle. <laughs> I think you're getting funnier at these. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> I am, of course, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Daily Hoda Cream Nation. I'm recording live from the crematorium. Um, and, you know, if I was wearing Vanessa's dress, you would know if I was going commando or not. <laughs> That's right. You wouldn't even have to You wouldn't even have to stay at the, state at the top of the pod, whether or not you I wouldn't you even have to tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good poll. I mean, maybe, I mean, this was designed to, like, get one over on Vanessa, but I feel like there, there's a market for this. I think there is. I don't even know why she was upset. I thought she would be the kind of person that would own it, but we'll get it. We'll get into it later. I mean, yeah, yeah, we will get we will get in. Well, we will, we will get into it. We do, of course, have a guest with us, and I, I will I will uh, I will introduce her right now because we are already getting already getting complaints here that uh, we're running a little long. So uh, we got to have to cut the banter short again. Um, all right, I like this bit. We yeah, I, I like it too. We are here. With someone who I have heard on many podcasts, and I always love it when she's on. So, of course, I had to get her on my own podcast. Please welcome Sarah Gar. Sarah, how are you? I am excellent. Uh, and I have my special guest with me, Bebop, who uh, was the one who was Bebop. voicing his complaints about how long the opening was running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, was, he was like, can we get this moving, please? And I, I yeah. have to listen to Bebop. That is first and foremost. Um, yeah. Well, Sarah... <laughs> Welcome. 
Um, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. I am so thrilled about this. When you told me you were doing a Gossip Girl podcast, I was like, the, sh- the, the hold that this show had on me in high school and to this mm-hmm. day. Wow. Yeah, I mean, th- this came up because we were we were at a we were at a party together. One of the the many yeah. uh, lavish and extravagant uh, Gatsby esque parties, I'd say that Sam mm. likes to throw oh. th- throw for all of his friends. Yeah, because we you and I are a... <laughs> we're always at parties. You and I, we are yeah, we are high society. We are always going to wow. these fancy parties together, much mm-hmm, like in Gossip mm-hmm. Girl. Um, exactly, suit and tie events usually. We are oh, we are in uh, full out suit and tie, if not tuxedos, um, and. So it, it, we were just talking, and it came up that I was starting a Gossip Girl podcast, and you said that you were a huge fan. So of course, of course, I had to get you on the pod. You were, I think, one of the one of the first people I booked an episode with because you were one of the first people who actually responded with an episode that you wanted to come up on wow. for, and that was this episode. So just call me a so, keen bean. <laughs> so what is your uh, what is your history with the show? Uh, you said you were obsessed with it in high school. Have you? Uh, rewatch it all and uh, yeah just just stuff like that you know oh of course so I it came out in 2007 so that was my freshman year of high school I was primed I was the target audience and I so I think I started halfway through the first season watching it live and watched every episode live and um, just it was one of those things too at first like My mom was like, what is this show? And by the end, she was watching it with me. And it was to the point where we would leave our front door unlocked because one of my very good friends from high school would come over on, I think it was Mondays, to watch it. And she would just walk in the house. And we'd be like, yeah, it's Gossip Girl Night. And then we're like, is it going to be embarrassing if we still watch this in college? And we're like, absolutely not. We are 100% still watching this. Um, And since then, I have done many a rewatch. And I remember specifically this episode. Oh, like, because this was also when Gossip Girl would air it. And then they'd have like three months in between the season of like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? And this is one of the episodes that I was like, wow. I remember this. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This will be a mid-season finale, right? It does have a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. I I think this was the... Uh, mid-season finale so there would be a little break in between this and the next episode so people were waiting for a while to oh, see was what like was going to happen months. yeah that, wow man that is that's brutal me because uh eagle-eared listeners of the podcast know that i actually did start watching this when i was in college and i binged the whole thing in four weeks so no waiting periods my first time i just got to go right through to the next episode and see exactly what was going to happen <laughs> incredible and i don't have that luxury either because I have to wait until next time we record. Yeah, I'm That's not right. letting you go ahead. You've asked, and I, no. I bring down the hammer. I say, no, absolutely yeah, not. Say, Daddy, please. <laughs> say, no, son. Um, yeah, and I do call you son. Um, so in all of your years uh, watching Gossip Girl, I'm assuming you must have a favorite character and a least favorite character, or maybe multiple favorite characters and least favorite characters. Blair Waldorf. Love her. Yes. <laughs> That's the best character. There's no way around it. Um, <laughs> Firm answer. <laughs> oh, of course, yes. Very, yeah. very uh, objectively I'm correct sorry. episode. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely. Blair is the best. Glad we're all on the same page here. Okay, least favorite. Wow, what a toss up. Um, <laughs> Rufus, maybe he's really, really very respectable. 
He's really up there in my least favorite. Nice. I've uh, been so annoyed with Rufus lately, so I, I approve of that yeah, answer. Yeah, bad season for Roof Daddy Hump. It, I mean, yeah, he comes out strong. He had a, uh, you know, he is the resident dilf of the of the series. Yeah. But you know, this him and his boy. One, once he got, you know, the, once the stuff with Jenny started happening, he just started to get pretty unbearable. He's such a martyr. He's Absolutely. just like, I'm a good dad. And it's like, honestly, <laughs> you're like fine. You're trying too hard, yeah. dad. I mean, comparatively, yeah, sure. You're a better dad than like Bart or the captain, but <laughs> not not the stiffest <laughs> of competition here on the Upper East Side. And I feel like uh, for the longest time, I was like, Nate does nothing but you know what in my <laughs> as i've watched it and seen it many times over i'm like wow i just love that big dum-dum there's just nothing else yep, going you, on you, just, you just have to, you have yeah. to appreciate how dumb he is <laughs> you're like, you're he just sometimes <laughs> yeah he's sometimes gonna have uh storylines that don't connect with the rest of the characters at all um and he is somehow gonna be walking around not knowing where he is yeah exactly. yeah i think look, first season i was like not annoyed but i didn't care about him at all because his nothing plot lines were Nothing, but now the nothing has turned into uh, just charming dumb. It's so yeah. nothing that it's something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's that's uh, the best compliment we could pay Nate Archibald. <laughs> um, so, Brendan. Oh, yeah. I, I think you know what question is coming. And I think I know. I, I think I answered it last I, week. Yeah, I think I know what answer is coming. The episode <laughs> title is It's a Wonderful Lie. Do you know what this is referencing? This is this is a funny one too. This is uh, it's, it's a hilarious. Life. I can't I can't stop laughing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I saw I'll the, t- I, the, saw the title, I, I saw the title and I didn't even start the episode for like ten minutes because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I just I went <laughs> <laughs> my new laugh I've been working on. Yeah, it's really um, good. But it's interesting because it's it lines up to be uh, a Christmas episode after last week's Thanksgiving, and it would be that would be the natural progression of things being like a mid-season finale usually it's a holiday episode and then you take a big break mm-hmm. um there's nothing about christmas in this episode at all i, I thought it would be a christmas themed snowflakes snowflakes snowflake ball S- that, oh, Hello? Okay, sure. snowflakes my bad Listen, that's christmas secular. That, sure all right you know what i guess i'll <laughs> there's I'll a lot of hanukkah talk. there was hanukkah talk in this one <laughs> yeah we were getting aaron a hanukkah yeah. present so uh you know they did Christmas last year. I hate when you get Eric mentions and we don't get Eric. I, hate, I always hate when they're like, and Eric's not here because he's, of course, out of town for three days. Like, what? Okay, sure. Yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> sure, just, Eric's just not here for some reason. Just goes on a little jaunt every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, stupid title, but at least at least it does kind of reference uh, what happens in the plot a little bit. There is a lie. And it was a wonderful lie, to be honest. It was wonderful. <laughs> I was going to um, say, like, the only, the only part of the episode that ties into that title is, like, holiday season. Other than that, yeah, and Brendan, it's, it's Brendan famously Harry hates, Sally. hates. Yeah, Brendan famously hates the titles of this show. So, uh, uh, yeah. Well, listen, they're great. It's bad. It's how did bad. the How did I'm this sorry. one land for you, Brendan? I know you thought it was hilarious, but aside from being hysterical, um, pretty bad, but not the worst we've had all season long. It, it again, like, it has something to do with the plot line. There is some holiday uh, feelings to this episode, but still stupid, and uh, I'll stand by it. All right, great. So you are back up to 500 now. Uh, you are now 6 for Ooh. 12 on the season with getting the title references. And <laughs> let's uh, let's get into it. So for the annual Snowflake Ball, Blair and Chuck make a bet that they can find the ideal dates for each other. This ends with them finding doppelgangers of themselves. However, while Blair and Chuck leave to talk, the doppelgangers get busy. Blair and Chuck, <laughs> Blair and Chuck share a moment. 
Aaron's ex-girlfriend Lexi expresses an interest in Dan. There is drama between Serena and Dan about their sex lives. Nate, Jenna, Jenna, Nate, Jenny, and Vanessa get into a tangled situation that puts their friendships and hearts on the line. Vanessa steals a love letter Nate had written to Jenny and continues a relationship with Nate. Jenny retaliates. Man, they're really going all out in this. Yeah, seriously. Summary. Like, I don't, I'm not even going to read the This is a way to maybe condense the podcast a little bit. We could just say all this and just <laughs> I mean, get to the Usually plucks. it's like four lines. It's like a one-sentence summary of each story. This is yeah. like giving us the whole play-by-play detail, which is what we're <laughs> supposed to do in the podcast. I'm, I'm a little upset. This is what comedy fans are supposed to do at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get another version of this in the user review of the week. <laughs> all right. So original air date, December 1st, 2008. This is the holiday episode. You can tell because it takes place in December. And... Uh, you know, last week was Thanksgiving, and we're back, and it is now immediately winter. Uh, Blair and Serena are talking about the most important event of the year. Obviously, their senior dance, or as what they call uh, the snowflake ball. And Blair needs Serena's help to pick a date, and she has a stack of, like, applications of people who have asked her. And, I don't know, <laughs> this is kind of surprising, because we don't ever really see people talking to Blair, like, outside of the Minions. No, but, you wouldn't um, <laughs> think she has suitors. Apparently, people are lining up to try to uh, go to the dance with her, and for each uh, date option Blair has like a Bart Bass-esque dossier on them uh, for each one she lists their height weight eye color hair color GPA father's <laughs> occupation mother's occupation and hobbies <laughs> so Blair really comes prepared when Very she's funny. trying to pick a date listen yeah. we love a woman who is prepared organized and knows what she's looking for honestly we love a, pre- a prepared queen we have to she <laughs> she knows this is a big deal and she has to do all of the necessary research so uh, Chuck comes by. He asks who the front runner is. Uh, at this moment, it's Keith Nelson, but he's going to shoot that down real quick. And Chuck obviously has something to say about like every option, and Blair just yeah. listens to him and crosses listens them off. Listens to him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chuck tells Blair that one of the names um, he got a higher verbal score than her on the SAT. Which, first of all, I don't know what a verbal score on the SAT is. I don't know <laughs> what that means. But also, don't I know. love that Chuck just like knows Blair's SAT score off the top of his head. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, Chuck just knows everything. Chuck's got his own. They tell Bart each other Bass. everything. They tell they each other do, everything. But he has committed it to memory. Her verbal score of the SAT. <laughs> I hope you guys know my score, verbal score on my SAT. All right, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's kind of your responsibility, huh? <laughs> we have we have talked about SAT scores on this on this podcast. We have during the SAT episode. We all we all revealed what we uh, got. Yeah, we revealed who is more like a Blair and who is more like a Nate. And yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Nate. And that's how we determined that that Blair Blair is the re- I mean uh, Blair, Brendan is the resident Nate of the podcast. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, Serena spots. I thought it was out of eight hundred. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Serena spots Dan and he leaves that she leaves him to go talk to him and. Uh, Serena shows Dan some pretentious book that she got Aaron for uh, Hanukkah, and Dan's very impressed. Uh, Serena found it at the Rare Bookstore, and <laughs> unfortunately, Next title. yeah, yeah, the Rare Bookstore that Dan showed her. And unfortunately, Aaron is going to be unable to attend the Snowflake Ball because it's, uh, he just thinks he's too good for it. Obviously, as Aaron, Aaron would. Well, he is. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, he and is exhausting. I hate Aaron. We, we, we've been t- Aaron has unfortunately been in the show for like five weeks now, and we hate Too him more long. every time he's here. Like, um, okay, going back to least favorite characters, Aaron. Yeah, oh he just showed God. up, but and it's like <laughs> Serena is always ready to drop everything for this guy, and I still just don't see it. I don't understand what she sees in him. He's, I didn't know we would get enough time with this guy to know he would be like a, a character character. I thought he'd just be a quick little side piece, and he he's here to stay. He's Blair's stepbrother. Understand. 
Yeah. That's what you're, <laughs> listen, that's what you're supposed to do with an art boy. Just a quick little side piece and then. Exactly. I, I don't know why it took me so long, though, to realize this, that Serena very clearly has a type. Like, just the more pretentious, the better. And that was, it's just <laughs> yeah, quick to say, exactly. we're like, wow. She really is so just true. like, won't stand. Anyone yeah. that shows her a rare bookstore has her heart for life. <laughs> it's almost so, like she has daddy issues. Yeah, almost. So uh, Serena and Dan will both be flying solo at the ball. So Dan says they can hang out. And Serena's pleasantly shocked that uh, Dan will be attending the ball. Because Dan seems to have uh, finally accepted that he actually does yes. enjoy the Upper East Siders. He says some of the best moments of the past two years have been uh, at these events that he hates. This is exactly it. This is the moment where you're like, oh, okay, so she's into Dan types. But now she wants the person to have grown a little bit. Now Dan's gotten past his... A little bit of his, his old judgmental ways, and now he's realizing that, oh, you know, these things can kind of be fun, and Aaron's still stuck in the past. Yes, Aaron is, Aaron's still uh, in his... He's old Dan right now. Yeah, in his phase where uh, not going to the dance is the, is the cool thing to do, so... Yeah. Uh, Serena says that Aaron shouldn't really mind two friends hanging out at the dance because he's still friends with his ex, Lexi, not knowing that Lexi is, like, just hanging out with him at this moment, apparently, and... I feel like this man is friends with every single girl in New York, so like this should be not be a surprise. Of course, he's still friends with with his ex girlfriend. <laughs> Naturally, he's friends with every single woman that he has ever talked to in his life. I'm friends with him. Yeah, and kissed him. <laughs> and kissed kiss them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Serena okay. decides to like. <laughs> Serena decides to like make things weird here and ask Dan if he wants to come to the gallery to see Aaron's new art installation. Like she doesn't know. That Lexi is already there, so of course it ends up being like better when they get there because it's four of them. But why would she bring her ex-boyfriend to her current boyfriend's like art installation? And then Dan also accepts for some reason. Like, why? <laughs> this doesn't even sound like a fun time. Like, why would he want to go see this guy's art piece? It's very funny. It, it, they it established last episode that the two of them don't really get along, Dan and Aaron. Yeah. So I don't know why she asks. I don't know why he, yeah. he says yes. Aaron's just supposed to be thrilled when Dan like sh- shows up. <laughs> it's so weird. They they Serena's, love just making things weird. Serena and Dan both. Serena's just trying to yeah, prove they're, they're, that she's like a mature, cultured woman now after Dan. Because she never felt good enough half the time. Yeah, she's like, Even I'm so over my... Yeah, <laughs> she said, "I'm so over my. Oh, I'm so over my ex. I'm just gonna keep hanging out with him and bring him everywhere." <laughs> it's, a, it's a good move. Also, uh, speaking speaking of annoying characters, Vanessa unfortunately comes over to the loft, uh, and uh, Jenny oh, called her over to help to help her organize her dad's record collection because uh, Jenny is back home now, but I guess she still isn't back in school because she has literally nothing to do all day except worry about. Yeah, her no future. job, no school. No job, no school. She just has to organize her dad's record collection. And um, Vanessa also just to catch everyone up in case they forgot. She has stolen Jenny's mail last week and uh, she read her letter and she's not bringing it up here or anything. And it's going to be a big thing that Vanessa felt so bad about this that uh, she did the right thing. But she is not bringing it up here. She does not seem to care at all right now. Um, So, I mean, I guess at least she's not like mad at Jenny for the letter, which she shouldn't be. But I wouldn't be surprised if Vanessa held a grudge against her because of this for some reason. So... Um, but even it's stupid that she does because I mean, I, of course, like th- this is what high school girls, I guess, and boys too would would do. Like they would be jealous, but they weren't together when Jenny and Nate kissed. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I what, what do you have? What are you mad about? Right, and and Jenny does bring up Nate, 
And she's like, the one thing I can't figure out is what happened with Nate. Like, she can't stop thinking about how he blew her <laughs> off. And Vanessa yeah. is still just a little shit and isn't going to tell her about uh, the letter. Like, what? She it, should go to jail. She's not a good friend. Nate's going to tell her she's a good friend, but she's not. I no. think Jenny, jail for you. Jenny jail for you. should lawyer up. That is a federal yes. crime. Hell yeah. Uh, that's what I was yeah. saying. It is a federal crime to steal mail. Jenna should be locked. I mean, uh, I don't know why I keep calling her people Jenna. It's just full shade on Jenny. She's Who's this Jenna, Jenna, Jenna character? <laughs> All right. Jenna Vanessa, a.k.a. Jenna, should be locked away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two different people you call Jenna, too. <laughs> All right. For Lonely Boys Theater, we're all playing Jenna. I'm so tired. New character. Right um, <laughs> this is what we get when we do a, a weekday recording. I'm so yeah. tired. Um, Sarah, we ask, we ask all of our guests this question, and uh, don't let my harsh words about Vanessa sway you, but how do you feel about Vanessa? Oh, God. Um, okay. That says it all. Yeah, I would say the first time that I watched it, she could not have been more annoying to me. Yes. And as I've aged yes. and been filled with wisdom... Loathe entirely. She... Just like, what did they want with that character? <laughs> just, <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, she's here. Oh, let's create some conflict. All right, let's make her a little bitch again, like in this scene." Oh, okay. She has yeah, okay, no <laughs> other. She has no wherewithal of herself. She's just like, "I'm gonna show up, and my personality will be based on this person, and then I'm gonna show up here, and my personality mm-hmm. will be based on this person." Like, and I'm just going di- to. <laughs> repeatedly yeah, like, show up to the loft unannounced and eat <laughs> eat breakfast there every day yeah and like she's supposed to be like best friends but i'm like uh, when literally yeah. when <laughs> yeah she moved away for a year and they didn't even speak to each other so i don't know how close they really are but um she also takes this next step here and just tells jenny to move on like she's like oh, well you know if, if nate didn't answer you if it hasn't <laughs> me, i guess it's just time to move on i don't know what to tell you and at the same time, yeah. she's getting a call from Nate and lies and tells Jenny that she has to leave to help Rufus. And speaking of which, Brendan, uh, how do you think Rufus feels now that there's another man in Vanessa's life? <laughs> That's <laughs> Brendan, a great question. Brendan has a he theory that uh, that Rufus and Vanessa are actually hooking up behind the scenes. They, you know, they haven't hung out a lot in the past few episodes because uh, Lily's kind of come back into his life a little right, bit. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But once, I hope he doesn't forget about his once he has the yeah, Once he has the real prize in sight in Lily, he is yeah, quick yeah. to... I can't blame him. Quick to have that. his breakfast dates... Uh, to, to forget to have his breakfast dates with Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, Dan's not going to bang her. Might as well get it from Daddy Hump. Yeah, I think Oof. I think Brendan developed this theory because every episode would start with, like, Dan entering the like main area of the loft and Vanessa and Rufus would just be eating breakfast together for some reason. Like, like did Vanessa sleep over? (laughs) (laughs) She walks out of daddy hump's room in a big t-shirt. Like when do we see this man hanging out with people his own age other than with Lily? No, we don't. He doesn't have any friends. That's the problem. He's got a little like predator vibe. (laughs) I don't I mean a little bit we'll keep an eye out for it um so as Vanessa is leaving who but Penelope comes over to the loft and it is so weird to see Penelope just like existing by herself without Blair or the other minions yeah that is 
Weird. I didn't know she existed. Like I didn't know she was allowed to move like without like Blair's assistance or someone. And I, she greets Vanessa by saying, "Oh, hello, weird documentary girl," which uh, pretty iconic. I almost gave her the MVP just just for <laughs> just for reading <laughs> Vanessa like that. And she says it with so much distaste too. Just the way she uh, she says that to Vanessa. Now, was she saying she looks like the type of girl that would be taking a documentary, or is this a reference to when she actually did that? I think this is a reference to uh, when she actually did make that weird documentary. Because okay. she also just looks like a girl that would do that i guess because she did yeah yeah i mean she, she fits the part <laughs> yeah yeah you know i didn't even know the minions had names until like a rewatch not too long ago because that is how connected they just are yeah. to blair even when uh starting this podcast it took me a while to get the names down but now i'm pretty good if i see a minion i could uh you know nine times out of ten tell you what their name is yeah penelope's so, the main Pen- yeah penelope's really the uh <laughs> the head minion here and yeah so uh Penelope loved the Jenny Humphrey fashion show, and now she wants to commission Jenny to make her a dress for the uh, snowflake ball. And I was thinking, hopefully, this is how Jenny gets roped back into like the constant shenanigans. And it kind of yes, does to an extent this episode. Too. And it looks like uh, more to come when she threatens, you know, maybe coming back to school at the end of the episode. So mission accomplished with that one. And Jenny at first tells her, "Well, the snowflake ball is tomorrow, and I kind of hate you," which is, you know, solid points from Jenny as to why she wouldn't want to make yeah. the dress. But uh, Penelope counters with, no, 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 this is about fashion, not friendship. And this somehow works on Jenny, but uh, (laughs) Jenny obviously tells her she's very expensive. So, you know, at least Jenny's getting something out of this if she's getting paid well by uh, Penelope here. Yeah, this is a way back into the life of the socialites and a way to get a paycheck again. Absolutely. And she needs the money. So, Uh, Sarah, did you have any uh, snowflake balls or anything at your high school? Um, My high school was like hardcore suburbia. So we did like homecoming and prom and prom was at like the hilton off the highway in the bizarre ballroom and then our homecoming was in our high school gymnasium so it was basically the same thing yeah yeah basically sounds like i mean these in gossip they have like a dance like every other weekend almost like they they have winter formals and everything i mean i think and i am uh, things (laughs) i'm jealous because brendan you and i we famously had like 5,000 dances in middle school, but as soon as we got to high school, we had nothing until prom. Yeah, it's a good thing that we had so much practice going to Sweet Sixteens yes, uh, yes. during that, that 10th, 11th grade year. Absolutely. Um, but we tore up those dance floors, and it really primed us for prom. I mean, don't wow, sell yourself okay. short. You were uh, you were winning dance contests all, all over the place. I Honestly, I think th- we talked about uh, me being prom king and i want to bring that up as much as possible on the show <laughs> uh, i think that not was to, really not like, to bring this up for the second week in a row but we, we of course but talked about how it was we, we, have, we have time for it what it came up yeah, uh, tell us about your reign as prom king yeah i i think those those years of uh, sweet 16s was my my real campaign for, and you were uh, teaching everyone how to jerk and everyone had a doggy <laughs> yeah well i know that's that sounds wrong for older listeners that Hear me open the show as the Creepy Uncle podcasting, but that is that is a dance move. <laughs> if only there were video right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we would want that right now. Um, um, so, Brendan, your girl Lily is here now, and uh, she seems to be the yes. one planning the snowflake ball as part of the decorating committee. Rufus also volunteered because, of course, he did. Like, if Lily's there, Rufus is obviously also going to be there. Got and, it. Uh, Lily still has not talked to Bart since Thanksgiving, I guess. Good and, uh, fucking cold <laughs> so shoulder. Crazy how she's able to do that. And she needed to get out of the house, didn't want to be alone. So it looks like uh, Lily and Rufus are pretty friendly these days. And Rufus tells Lily she's going to have to talk to Bart sooner or later. And she's like, that's what New Year's resolutions are for. So I guess she plans on waiting until next year to talk like to Bart. 
<laughs> from Thanksgiving to I, New Year's, she's just going to freeze him out. Honestly? Yeah, she mentions Queen. the mar- marital do not disturb <laughs> sign. Like, I don't think that's a thing, but good, good for you. That is the relationship Innovative. that I want. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of my favorite parts. So as Rufus sees Bart coming and pretty much like runs away like a scared little boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> doesn't, I would too. Doesn't even tell her like Bart's coming. He's just like, oh, I got to go. Bye. As Bart's like creeping up. <laughs> I, go, I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rufus would never like out and out tell Lily that he loves her. He would say something vague. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Rufus has the backbone of a jellyfish. <laughs> that man can he do really does. for himself or yeah. anyone Again, else. Yeah. It seems like I mention this every week, but just the fact that he is hasn't been able to write a song in 12 years just shows <laughs> how much he's able to get stuff done. Um, yeah. He, he came close. He was starting he was starting to write that song that you loved Brendan a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good song. I forgot what it started. Something, something along the lines of like, but that means away. Was it every time something you like walk that. away? <laughs> no, no, that one's completed. Oh, it's completed. Okay, that one's done. Yeah, that, that one's one, a full that song. That made Brendan laugh more than uh, the title of this episode did. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, hard to do. It, so, uh, Serena and Dan. Sh- <laughs> yeah, Serena and Dan show up to the gallery. And, uh, you know, I was giving Serena a little shit for inviting Dan. But now that we know that Lexi is already here, I guess this changes things. And uh, we are probably, as the audience, supposed to hate Lexi. But I think she's kind of iconic. She's just, like, making fun of all of Aaron's work for no reason and making fun of, like, Serena and everything. And, I don't know, making fun of Aaron and Serena is kind of the quickest way to my heart. So (laughs) Serena and Lexi are going to spark a rivalry immediately. But I'm kind of like, yes, Lexi, you're right. Make fun of his art. She is the quintessential, like... I'm just like, you know, a guy's girl and like Aaron, (laughs) we're just friends now. Like, I'm just like not like the other girls, you know, I'm just like, I just want to drink a beer, wear jeans and a T-shirt and like, oh my God, Aaron, (laughs) shut up. I just, <laughs> I just want to drink my Kopi Luwak coffee or whatever it was called. (laughs) Uh, Was she saying that the, the beans... Were cat turds? Yeah, That's so what I, was getting I looked this up because I was also like, what? So apparently what? it is what she said. It is coffee that is made from berries that have been digested by a cat. Oh, God. Oh, okay, so they're they're not the turds themselves, but they're but they've been berries that close, have gone through the whole process. They've been no, in they close have proximity to turds. They've, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they could be mistaken for. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nate and Vanessa... Yikes. With with some making out here to to start their story off, and uh, you know they wasted no time getting back together. They planted the idea last week. Already now they're in full makeout mode, and uh, clearly, again, I will point out Vanessa not feeling too bad about the whole letter thing. Um, she Nate asks Vanessa to the snowflake ball, but uh, Vanessa still hasn't told Jenny about them, and Nate's like, it's not a big deal. Jenny doesn't care. Otherwise, she wouldn't have you know blown me off, and to me, it is crazy that Nate didn't try to follow up after this letter, like. Didn't he think there was a chance Jenny never got the letter? Especially since Jenny was not even living at home until very recently. Like, Nate sent a letter to a place where Jenny wasn't living and then was like, well, how come she never got back to me? Yeah, didn't even send her, like, a text like, hey, uh, you get my letter. Yeah, nothing. He was just like, well, if he didn't answer the letter, I guess she wants nothing to do Their with phones me. phones are yeah. with them it is, all it is the so, time. It is, it is so clear to me that Jenny would have gotten my letter and answered back by now. So, clearly, this is a dead oh. end. And, uh... <laughs> Vanessa's like, well, what would happen if uh, Jenny still did like you? And Nate completely dodges the question and is just like, what do you mean? I'm happy. Let's just go with this. And uh, this is surprisingly good enough for Vanessa as they just go back to making out. But, of course, someone snaps a quick pick to send to our old pal, Gossip Girl. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, well, I think anything she heard, anything besides she wanted to hear literally anything besides yes, I still have feelings for her. So I think that was kind of just like a okay. Well, yeah, let's but just he, move he on didn't then. answer the question. No, yeah, but it wasn't a yes, I still like her. Honestly, it probably like process in his that very tiny little brain of his, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm having good time now. Let's continue. And you know what? If I were Vanessa, I yeah. would continue making out with that big beautiful dummy too. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Vanessa is making the right move here. <laughs> what you say? You interrupt makeout? Let keep go. <laughs> Let keep go. <laughs> He's like, I wrote it. it. Probably the letter he sent was like cutouts from a magazine. Like, do you like me? Check yes. Check no. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, back to Penelope here, and she wastes no time asking the hard-hitting questions to Jenny. She asks Jenny what happened with between her and Nate and uh, asks about him living there. And, uh, you know, remember, Brendan, once upon a time, Penelope had a thing for Nate, and Jenny tried to set them up. Oh, I remember. I don't think anyone remembers this. I, no, I, I didn't actually I remember I, that. You don't remember it. No one in the show remembers it. Uh, because now that the family name's making a rebound, Penelope wants to try her hand with Nate again. Uh, I guess since it, well, it went so well the first time, might as well go for it again. And I, I don't, do you think Penelope remembers that they tried this already last season? Do you think Nate remembers? Oh, yeah. oh just, I just it all came back to me. Yeah, I forgot about this. Um, I don't think he remembers at all. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, he barely remembers who Jenny is. He keeps calling her Jenna. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Nate, is, Nate is already hooked up with half the Upper East Side already and we're in season yeah, two so there's right. no way he remembers Penelope yeah he just calls no everyone Jenna <laughs> until, everyone, until, everyone is Jenna yeah. until proven otherwise <laughs> exactly. right but I, I, this this couple would make sort of sense based on their status and stuff and I, you know he's he's not like a, a top tier Upper East Sider and she's not like they're, they're not, neither of them are Top dog, like they're not a Blair type. What? Or not, like, I guess. No, he's, what would he's top dog. He's a Vanderbilt. Like his family yeah. is like I mean, it's, old money. Right. His ta- yeah, Penelope's like she's she's top of the minions, which where she would she would never want full on power uh, over them. I think she's just always re- ready to be like runner up. What so would maybe they, that's kind of what he is also in what their they, social. What would they group. talk about? What, what are Penelope I, I and they talking about? Yeah. There is no there's no conversing going on between the two of them. Uh, lacrosse. Yeah, sure. Uh, lacrosse. Sure, of course. Maybe. Maybe. Lacrosse. Lacroix also, maybe. Yeah, yeah that move where he, f- where he fakes left, fakes right, and then goes left. Everyone loves that uh, story from <laughs> yeah. a lacrosse bro. They could talk about that. Oh, she'll money. love when he uh, bounces the soccer ball on his knees, too. I know Dan loves that. <laughs> Dan loves that. Ooh. I mean, I think Dan's still in love with Nate every time he sees him play soccer. That is yeah, the subplot we never got and deserved. I know. We deserve it. Um... Now, Penelope has the nerve to, like, shit on Jenny while Jenny's making her dress. She's like, you know, it's not surprising that you and Nate didn't work out because he's Upper East Side and uh, you're well here. And um, that's when they both get the Gossip Girl blast that uh, looks like neither of them are going to go to the Snowflake Ball with Nate because Nate and Vanessa are smooching and Gossip Girl caught it. And I'm so glad Jenny found out this way because I feel like this is, like, the worst way to find out. So Jenny's going to be, like, as pissed as possible as Vanessa. Yes. All the more reason to be pissed, as she should have anyway, and this is even more ammo. Well... How stupid can Vanessa be? She even calls out in the last scene that they need to be careful because they're in Gossip Girl country, and then they just continue making out. It serves them right. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so Lily and Bart are having their talk now, and uh, Bart tells Lily that it's been a while since he's been a husband. He fired his it's private... Been a while. It's been a while. Thank you. <laughs> he fired his private investigator, and he's going to quit his addiction of spying on people cold turkey. I feel like this... 
kill. Like we see at the end of the episode where he's talking to his private investigator and says like, I really don't need your services anymore. But at this moment, this can't be true, right, Brendan? Because like the last time we saw Bart, he was literally on the phone with Andrew Tyler asking him to find out why Lily was in an institution. Yeah, and then if, it's, if he doesn't need his services, why is he <laughs> kind of taxing him around the city? <laughs> yeah, he did not need to meet up with this guy in a, in a limo to tell him that his services were no longer needed. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not necessary. A secret affair. Yeah, I'm, could and be. Isn't yeah, the, the, the sex is great, but I don't. I don't need your service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only a different kind of service. Um, <laughs> Queen Lily here tells Bart that that's not enough, and Bart's like, "Come on, I can change." And she's like, "Listen," he, he tells Lily that uh, if she gives him a second chance, you know, he would be honored to go to this. <laughs> He'd be honored to go to the snowflake ball with her. And it's so funny that these full-grown adults are taking this snowflake ball so seriously <laughs> and keep calling it that as well. Like, never do they consider calling it, like, the dance or the school event. Bart, this multi-billionaire, is like, I would be honored to go to the snowflake ball with you. <laughs> <laughs> breaks out the corsage right then and there. <laughs> it sounds so silly every time, every time anyone calls it the snowflake ball, but especially this middle-aged man. Like... <laughs> Lily, will you I'm trying to think of a joke for this. Like, <laughs> is it? Is it? Tell, let me know if this works. Is <laughs> yeah, uh, a snowflake okay. ball what uh, Republicans call a Grateful Dead concert? Explain your, explain your <laughs> explain your process. <laughs> oh, okay, because the snowflake. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right band. Snowflake is the. Where is the? Did you say the Grateful Dead? Is that what? Yeah, that, is that like a liberal? People like liberals, like like the hippies, I guess, like that band. Like a leftist uh, would like Grateful Dead or. Oh, okay, so they're calling they're calling the uh, okay, so they're calling the uh, the left leaning people snowflakes. They're saying that the when they yeah. gather together to go to the uh, to the Grateful Dead concert, that's the snow. And yeah, I appreciate it's a famous tr- democratic event. And I, I, I think that the joke is spectacular because we have had to explain it several times over. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many letters. <laughs> Good. And I, and I applaud you for trying this out live on the podcast. Uh, Great. All cause, right. Because no how will you know uh, what doesn't work unless you? You know, unless you try it out. <laughs> Sound off for uh, better alts, <laughs> please. Um, <laughs> the snowflake so, uh, ball is for uh, delicate snowflake men like Dan Humphrey. And that's Nate. right. Yeah. And that's where they flourish. Um, that's, this is their moment. And they, they will be at the snowflake ball. So uh, Serena and Aaron again. Serena is obviously upset with Lexi. And Aaron is just as naive as Serena and is like, oh, you know, she doesn't mean anything by it. She's just protecting me. And this is why Serena and Aaron are perfect for each other. Because I'm surprised that naive Serena isn't just, like, seeing the best in Lexi as well. Like, th- these two are always so oblivious to everyone else and their, like, <laughs> nefarious motives. And... Serena wants to know how long Lexi will be here, and Aaron tells her that uh, she's staying with her family through the holidays. And that's when Serena's like, what, what does that mean? Is she staying through Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, Boxing Day? Which is a weird order to go in, because Boxing Day is before New Year's Eve. So I don't know why she was able to handle <laughs> Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, but she's like, yeah, New Year's Eve I can handle, but she better not be here until Boxing Day, which is famously five days before New Year's before. Eve. Yeah. Um, this is going to surprise you, though, but Aaron was giving me a lot of like physical reasons why i think he was upset with uh the whole lexia situation like, i think he was genuinely jealous of uh dan being around lexi um and I, he doesn't do this with this with his words but he his limited range as an actor <laughs> he was still able to give me something with his his physical emotions i don't know he's he, he to me was giving off those vibes so you're saying that this man is a gifted uh physical actor that you could tell what kind of emotions he was giving off i don't it seems like he was giving like these 
maybe it was just his face, but he was giving these weird looks of every time like she was mentioned about hanging out with Dan or liking Dan or the, pa- the fact that she might bang Dan on the first date. He seemed <laughs> like annoyed about it a little bit. Yeah, just common knowledge that she is going to bang Dan. And everyone knows except for yeah. Dan, apparently. No one bothered to clue Dan in until the very end. But <laughs> 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 well, more on that later. So uh, this is when Lexi is just being pretentious and trying to order her weird coffee from Dan. Like, it- it's so funny because I- they obviously this shitty cafe does not have uh, Kopi Luwak. She just wants to, like, show off and talk about it to Dan. And it's going to work because Dan's going to fall in love immediately. Like, this is Dan's type of girl. Um, this is, you know, the pretentious guys Serena's into. Dan is going to be into this type of girl. And um, also, since when does Dan work at the cafe? Like, I have so many questions about the hours of operation of this place. Like, do they just open up the cafe and work whenever they want? I feel like there's no rhyme or reason yeah. to people ever being in the cafe. I think if you're just if you you're, if Daddy Hump knows you're going to be hanging out in the area, you just got to kind of swing by and man the station. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's ever behind the bar. Um, and no customers unless, are ever, you know, are ever no cos- there. Yeah. We, we've I never seen. It's, like a, it's, self, it's a self-serve kind of place. <laughs> yeah. Is it still a gallery slash coffee yeah. shop? Yeah, it's like half gallery, half cafe. Okay. As someone one- who has worked in galleries, it, the fact that there is a coffee shop there is just because <laughs> like the last thing you want is you know liquid around fine like coffee art. near your <laughs> yeah yeah and it's so weird because serena's like do you want to come to the gallery with me and he's and what is he like oh yeah sure and also just pick up some hours while i'm there and man, yeah, man the cash right. register like, like what the way the way that people just like walk in to do business he has he's just like there's nobody ever there. <laughs> like, so he puts like, zero effort. Rufus into this brought gallery. this. Rufus brought this. Bought this space just to like always be leaving it like with no one there. Yes. I I really think that no, it, it's not open unless one of the kids happens to be like in the area. An interesting business model. I'd love to know how much money Rufus is making. Not much. <laughs> so um. So yeah. So. Aaron doesn't want Serena to be mad at him, and uh, Serena, with a smart play here, decides to leverage this and actually get him to go to the dance with her. Um, we've, you know, we've been talking about this, where uh, Serena's, like, we, I think all three of us are agreeing that we do not see the appeal with Aaron Rose here, but um, when Aaron finally agrees to go, like, like I've said all the time, Aaron has set the bar so low for himself that this small gesture of something that he should have already wanted to do... Um, makes Serena over the moon. He's going to say later that Serena has already thanked him a dozen times for this, for agreeing to go to the dance with her as as her boyfriend. Like, it's so absurd <laughs> that he gets so much kudos for this. And <laughs> yeah, he's, he's playing that high school boyfriend game really well for himself. Isn't yes, he in and, college? Uh, yeah, I think he's in, he is in college. Oh, right. Or at the yeah, very yeah. least college age. I don't know if he's still going to RISD, but he was found, he was discovered in RISD by... Uh, by Rufus yeah. and I, I don't know I don't know what he's up to these days but just being annoying I guess um so Dan, Dan is going to agree to give Lexi a walking tour of Brooklyn and uh, Lexi decides to turn it into a double date here and I gotta say I am so happy for Lexi that she is no longer with Aaron she is she was able to do what Serena could not do and actually uh, get out of this relationship still obviously <laughs> remaining friends with him for some reason but <laughs> at least she is no longer uh dating this this moron and that's yeah, something. It's, it's it's amazing that he's able to find these friends that have so much personality. Yeah. Like I said, that's that's what he, they make up for. Opposites I attract, know. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, Vanessa comes back to the loft, and uh, Jenny is so pissed. She shows Vanessa the Gossip Girl blast, and Vanessa apologizes, but like, 
She needs to do more than that. Like, Jenny is completely right that it was fucked up that she knew why Nate wasn't calling Jenny, and it's because he was with her. And Jenny doesn't even know the worst part about this yet, which is that she stole her, she committed the federal crime of stealing her mail. <laughs> and, uh, like, it seems to me that Vanessa's just, like, insecure that a 15-year-old was going to steal her guy, so she just did all this. And now... I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, and she, like, turns the table on Jenny and be like, well, you kissed him behind my back first. But like you said, Brendan, they, they weren't dating or anything, and, like, they had already put this behind them, so it seems unfair to just bring it up again just because Jenny is calling her out. And Vanessa has the nerve right. to call Jenny jealous, and now... Vanessa uses, like, Jenny's justified anger as an excuse to go to the ball with Nate. She's like, well, if you're yeah, going to be... Yeah, how are you turning this around on If her? you're going to be rightfully pissed at me, then guess what? I'm going to the ball with Nate. You know, Ugh. the length... So disgusting. ...that Vanessa goes to instead of just going to therapy never ceases. Yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> What did like, she think was going to... Like, I, I know she wasn't prepared for this conversation, but she... I mean, she just says, I'm sorry. And did she expect Jenny to be like, oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. You're sorry. Yeah, let's let's be friends still. <laughs> Jenny would just be like, "Oh, chill. Okay." Yeah. Oh, okay, you get coffee. As soon as, as soon as Jenny yeah. fights back a little bit, Vanessa just becomes unhinged and is like, "You have no right." It's so crazy, and like, it's it's it, from Jenny's point of view, it looks like she's just sorry that she got caught. Like, yeah. She's of course she says like she was gonna tell her. But they, how is Jenny supposed to believe you? Yeah, a lot easier to start coming clean now when uh, she has already been outed yeah. by Gossip Girl. <laughs> and I felt so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, very honey. <laughs> uh, the next scene opens up with Chuck playing the piano. Like, where did this talent come from? And, <laughs> Brendan, are you more of a Chuck boy now? Oh, yeah. Now that you Love see his, another one of his many talents. Um, he's, he's had, like, a little bit of a quiet few episodes, but um, I love him here. Yeah, Sarah, are you pro or anti Chuck Bass? He's a very uh, polarizing character, I'd say. Yeah, so here's the thing. He is my problematic fave. Oh, I yes. I, I think yeah. I, I think that's him. a lot I, of... I kind of have to just forget just, a few details Just scrub the first step. Listen, I think if you completely cut out and decanonize episode <laughs> one, I think it is a lot more justifiable to be a Chuck fan at this point. Um... But yeah, it, it is tough to get past some of the things he has done. But I, I think that but, is a lot how a lot of people feel that you just can't help be won over by Chuck eventually. Like, and when I first yeah. started watching, I was like, "Oh, this is the guy that everyone's obsessed about." That'll yeah. never be my favorite character. And then, like, he's not my favorite <laughs> character. But then, yeah, by this point in season two, I'm like, oh, I kind of get right. it. I kind of get why You're everyone like, loves All Chuck right, so much. I'm in love with you. Fine. All right, fine. I admit it. I love you. You know, because the like, character that we know now doesn't actually. <laughs> Sorry. Do any, he doesn't have any actions that are creepy. It's more just like he in, insinuates that he does these things or he just <laughs> yeah, has this yeah. attitude. But like, I guess the first episode was like, this guy does some fucked up shit. But like right. now he just kind of talks about how he yeah. could do it or he used to do it. Like I, I like this version of it where it's maybe in a previous version of this guy that we had never seen before. But yes, we, we exactly. see a glimpse of it, unfortunately, in episode one. Let us sweep yeah. it under to the rug Good. and continue watching YouTube compilations of Chuck and Barry. <laughs> Listen, I mean, this is, this is in general a pretty pro- uh, Chuck podcast. We are the Chuck boys here, and so oh, I, I think yes. I, I, you you are in a safe space here. Um, oh, so excellent, excellent. <laughs> Blair enters with Dorota, and Chuck wants to find Blair a date. Uh, Blair agrees as long as she gets to choose his date at Wells as well. So this is just the latest game that Chuck and Blair are playing because instead of just <laughs> dating like a normal couple, they have to do this. And um, I know Sarah that you uh, let you. Like Chuck as a character, you love Blair as a favorite character. Are you a big uh, Chuck and Blair shipper at all? Oh, yes. 
This is it. That is Endgame. I don't this care about it. anybody else. Like, they're it. I don't care about any my, other relationship in this show. <laughs> my happiness on any given day hinges on whether Blair and Chuck are together or not. <laughs> like, I can name you... Spe- I'm not going to, but I can name you specific episodes where things happen because that is how mu- like how mm-hmm. much that I was living for them when I saw them. <laughs> and that is... Completely understandable. A lot, I can tell you a lot of people will outfits. say, <laughs> a lot of people will wow. say that actually this relationship is toxic. But who cares? No. It's a teen drama. We have to. We have Shh. to ship. You know what? Blair and Chuck forever. It could be worse. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's listen. Who doesn't say we listen. all need a little therapy? Exactly. <laughs> they'll work. Yeah. They'll work it out. <laughs> Instead of getting some like over the pants foreplay, we get some mind games. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those are the two options usually in a couple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, if you don't so fuck with my mind, then <laughs> it's over. Then I will be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that Dorota is, is fully just Blair's like ultimate come with guy these days. Like everywhere Blair goes, Dorota's just following closely behind. Uh, the <laughs> stakes are here. <laughs> if Chuck likes his date, then Blair gets his limo for a month. Um, I guess, does Blair not have her own limo? Yeah, what the hell? Is, Ellen, is Eleanor hogging the limo? Like what's going on here? I, I guess she no, doesn't have access to a limo that- here. Chuck has the exhort like everyone's rich, yeah. but Chuck is like he's got rich. Yeah, oh well, yeah. He Chuck, is... The Basses are the are the richest family in the show. So um, yeah, yeah. So he's got a, probably a very nice limo. And if Blair likes her date, then Chuck gets Dorota. Unspecified for now how long, but uh, I believe they do confirm that it is also for a month later in the episode. Um, which, if this were to happen, uh, they they owe us some very fun Chuck and Dorota episodes. <laughs> Whatever, oh, these two, wow. whatever hijinks the, these two are getting into. I need the spinoff. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have a lot of questions about this. Like, first of all, both of them could obviously just lie and say they didn't like the date. And then secondly, can Blair just offer Dorota to other people? I mean, I feel like Eleanor would be able to shut this down. Does Dorota not get any say into this? Like, she's just able to be transferred <laughs> whenever Blair wants to. Like, Eleanor's going to be like, where is Dorota? How come she's not dusting or making us dinner? And Blair's going to be like, oh, yeah, I lost a bet. She's with Chuck for the month. <laughs> I lost a bet. My mother figure in my life who helped me grow up, uh, I just, let her, just put her yeah. on loan. Um, Brendan, I do think she is Blair's to, to use as she pleases. Yeah, though. I guess so. Now, Brendan's been on Dorota Watch for a few weeks now, just waiting for Dorota to become one of his favorite characters. Because um, pretty much every guest that we have come on the show says that Dorota is one of their favorites. Is this the same with you, Sarah? Are you uh, willing to say here and now that Dorota is also one of your favorite characters? I mean, she is the heart and soul of the show. It's true. <laughs> wow. It's true. She and is, Brendan is. She is joy. She is pure. She will cut a bitch. Um, <laughs> and we love her. <laughs> And a uh, friend of the pod and last week's guest, Kirsten McInnes, told me the exact moment she thinks that you are going to be fully won over by Dorota and have her as one of your favorite characters, Brendan. Wow. So I, I will be on the lookout for uh, if, if her pr- prediction becomes correct. Okay. I'm excited. All right. So back with our uh, fearsome foursome here that are on their double date. Um, you probably couldn't pay me enough money to take a walk with these four. Like, I'm generally, like, <laughs> anti-going on walks in general. And just with these four, like, this double date in particular sounds so terrible like i don't care about anything oh that dan is Anti-walks. talking about uh, i love to walk and talk no i don't like wa- i don't like walking i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm a no bad way. walker i'm a very slow walker you just and people... talked about how you go running all the time yeah that's right i can run i can't walk there's no in between you sit or you I run think, <laughs> i think if i'm walking i might as well be running because i can't keep up with anyone if i'm walking and then people you know every other person says their pet peeve is like slow walkers can't stand up like i'm choosing yeah. to have little short limbs that can't go anywhere like 
My strides. I gotta see you on like a walk with a group of people, and you, you know, <laughs> fuck this. You just start taking off. I've, listen, <laughs> some people's fast walks are like as fast as my run. So sometimes, like, I will have to like in the city, especially when people are like almost like making a point to show <laughs> how fast they can walk for some reason. Like, I, I will have to uh, a light jog to keep up with them. It's just a little crazy. I mean, we we grew, like not to get up too off topic here. I know uh, the the dog just barked at us again. For yeah, yeah, overtime. he's saying we're yeah, getting, he's a, little, we're getting a little too off topic. <laughs> <laughs> a little too off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but um we we essentially grew up like in our adolescence as like walkers like we would just walk around town yeah, that's true. with nothing to do between I, sports we would play I feel like it was mostly we uh, just, all we did is walk and talk I feel like mostly I, we, there was a lot of walking I feel like a lot of it was on bikes though Yeah a lot of bike but we there would be one person that had no bike we'd be stuck like kind of circling around them in a bike or, <laughs> yep. or just like walking our bikes to 711 yep. yep I was and, the person without a bike <laughs> and we yeah. would just be like eerily circling around you on our bikes trying to go as <laughs> yes, slow circling as, like as hogs yeah. um, <laughs> so wh- where were we <laughs> um oh yeah know. serena's gonna mention the snow yeah serena dorota so uh serena's gonna mention the snowflake ball and uh lexi finds out that he doesn't have a date dan finally picks up the hint that lexi might want to go and uh serena and dan now have gone from both flying solo to both having their uh pretentious dates here so Aaron asks Serena if she's okay with Lexi coming, and Serena says, yeah, as long as Dan's fine with it. And Aaron just, like, right away is just like, oh, Dan will be more than fine with it because Lexi always sleeps with guys on the first date. It's kind Ayo. of her thing. <laughs> apparently this is uh, Lexi's political statement against male-dominated sexual hypocrisy. And what a statement <laughs> she's making. I love Serena's response of, like, her bewildered yes. response of, can't she just vote? Like, that, that was my joke of the episode. <laughs> I was, oh, maybe my joke of the episode, too. Like, <laughs> that was great. And it's rare coming from Serena, who is not I know. Uh, usually having the joke of the episode. That should not have been her line. But a great line reading. Like, she's, like, so, like, exacerbated. <laughs> she's just like, can't she, she just, just vote? vote? <laughs> very good. Very good from Serena here. And uh, she's clearly uncomfortable about this so maybe she still has some feelings for lonely boy after all lonely boy dan humphrey um bart is going to his meeting in miami and chuck tells bart that uh maybe he shouldn't leave because his marriage is going to shit right now and uh a good call from chuck actually (laughs) chuck does not say that he says it seems to me the old marriage thermostat is heading south of late because chuck is incapable of saying (laughs) anything like a normal human being (laughs) 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 no one in the world talks like chuck bass talks why we love him (laughs) Uh, yeah, he had that he had that metaphor pre-planned going into this yes. conversation with Bart. And Bart responds by blaming it on Chuck. Like, instead of acknowledging that maybe he shouldn't be private investigating his wife and stepkids, he blames Chuck for knowing the combination. And once again, two episodes That's ago, so these up. two were supposed to be repairing their relationship, which, again, is another storyline that I guess this show just decided to drop. And speaking of which, Bart uses this as an excuse to distance himself again. He's like, every time I think we're making progress, you show your true colors. And poor Chuck, who was just trying to save his dad's marriage in this conversation. What an asshole. Uh, Just when Chuck just so desperately wants his dad to love him. And he's so it loyal because he keeps coming back. Like me. even later in the episode, where he's like, uh, "You might want to get down yeah. to the snowflake ball because Rufus is about to steal your girl." Like, there's no reason <laughs> Chuck should be staying this loyal, and he keeps coming back to his dad. Uh, this is so funny later on. Too. Like, we'll we'll talk about it obviously, but it's amazing that Chuck is just so so mature beyond his years in certain ways, where he like has to sit down Lily and be like, "Hey." I yeah. get you're about to fuck Daddy Hump, <laughs> yeah. but please talk to my dad first about it before yeah. you break up with him. You at least owe him a conversation. Like, this whole not talking to him until New Year's thing is not going to work if you're planning on divorcing him. Yeah, just <laughs> talk to him first, divorce him, then you can bang yeah. Rufus. So, uh, Jenny's going to visit the minions here, and um, 
She says, your housekeeper let me in. And Penelope responds with good. Then she can let you out. Which great zinger from Penelope. <laughs> She's knocking him out of the yeah. park here. And uh, Hazel tells Jenny it's not wise for Vanessa to fish in their pond. But Jenny makes it clear that she and Vanessa are not friends right now. So um, looks like Jenny's about to team up with the minions again. Because Isabel has a dress that is somehow see-through in the light. And uh, Brendan, how'd you like the dress? <laughs> are, are you asking me because it was see-through? <laughs> Yeah, yes. I'm asking you because I, I thought you were going to say this was your uh, horny moment of the episode. <laughs> no. If Lily is wearing it, then sure. But otherwise, no. So Jenny tells him that Vanessa is going to the ball with Nate. And now Penelope has the bright idea to have Jenny make a dress that ends up also being see-through. And um, Brendan, did you think Jenny was going to go through with it? I knew immediately and I was hoping she would. This is great. Love all of it. <laughs> love it. Love Jenny being a <laughs> Good fucking shit. asshole. Hell, she deserves all, every minute of this. And I'm so mad that Nate doesn't see this and he <laughs> backs up Vanessa it. later on. It's I think, so fucked. I so think stupid. Jenny maybe uh, goes a bit too far with this, just like exposing Vanessa. Like, I agree with the yeah, sentiment well, she that feels bad, she but, should be yeah. holding a grudge against Vanessa. And I think this might be like one step maybe a bit too far. But um, Yeah. But also, when you think about it, uh, Vanessa really shouldn't care because she doesn't know any of these fucking people anyway. No. She doesn't go to the school. I, I mean, she doesn't. When it happened, she kind of... Yeah, go on. What were the, you like, the, like, malice behind it was there, and I understand, but, like, looking at the dress, that is 100% what people are wearing now. It looked just like she wore a bodysuit <laughs> and had, like, a sheer skirt yeah. that just happened How bad was it. that, really? It was... Yeah. The embarrassing thing is, is it was granny panties. <laughs> so it's not really on her again. Yeah. 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 This is all Vanessa's fault. Fully on Vanessa. Yeah, Jenna I think and Vanessa Jenna maybe ninety-eight percent of the. <laughs> yeah, I hate when the two Jennas fight. <laughs> Me too. Uh, they're just messy. Also, maybe petition to start calling the minions the Jennas. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they don't deserve names anyway. They're just all the Jennas. No. <laughs> Blair, yeah, of course, this was this was mean spirited. Of course, yeah. but um, for this particular person that it's it's geared toward. <laughs> I'm okay with it. You can do anything I'm to okay Vanessa, and Brenda There's, will not give a shit. There are so yeah. many other things that happen. Like this is just the lamest of like B plot. <laughs> of yeah. like, Ooh, next week. I'm gonna embarrass her by a see-through skirt. <laughs> Tune in next week when Brendan's like, did Jenny throw Vanessa down two flights of stairs? Yes, sure, of course. <laughs> did Vanessa deserve it? Who's to say? Absolutely. The jury is still out. <laughs> there, there were three flights. She could have done all three, but she didn't. <laughs> she had enough sense to realize that three broken bones was she enough did. and did not push her down that third flight of stairs. So Aww. good for Jenny on that one. She is my MVP for this episode. <laughs> uh, Blair is now talking... Uh, talking about the ball to Serena. Serena can't really pay attention because she's bummed that Dan is going with Lexi to the ball. And uh, she's even more ex- upset that Lexi likes to extend herself to guys on the first date, which I guess is one way to put it. And uh, Brendan, Brendan, how many t- dates would it take for you to extend yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, I'll say I'm extended right now. <laughs> <laughs> Extend yourself. Such a weird way of putting it. Like, obviously, on a CW show, they can't say, like, they're going to fuck, but they don't have to say they're going to extend themselves. (laughs) Yeah, that's a Chuck Bass way of saying that. 2007. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A different time. Serena Serena wants to know if uh, she should give Dan a heads up, and Blair's like, oh, yeah, guys guys hate to be caught off guard with sex. (laughs) 
Blair, <laughs> with extension. <laughs> with extensions. Yeah. Blair also finds out that Serena has not had sex with Aaron, and so she's like, why the fuck not? And, uh, pretty much t- <laughs> tells her that, uh, get on that, since Dan is also going to be extending himself tonight. Maybe you should uh, yeah. do the same. So yeah, he, Aaron's fucked every girl in New York City. You should probably get on that because you're dating him. You're, the, you're his girlfriend, and you are the only girl he's not having sex with right now. <laughs> He usually critical. bangs him on the camera in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Jenny goes back to the cafe to see Vanessa, which is only open right now because there are characters in it. And mm-hmm. uh, she tells Vanessa she's still mad at her, but she couldn't sleep. She was up all night making a dress for Vanessa. And so she gives it to Vanessa. Vanessa takes it. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, should Vanessa have been a little skeptical here, considering how many how mad Jenny just was with her, like, last scene? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what she could have done, though, at this point. I, I wouldn't have thought see-through dress. You know? I guess, but if I'm getting anything from someone like who is mad at me... And like Jenny doesn't even offer an explanation. She's like, I'm still mad at you, but I couldn't sleep, so here you go. My other thought is, did Vanessa just try this on in the dark and then hope for the best? I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess was so. she in a room with lighting? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> she didn't see this beforehand? She's, uh, she's probably staying with Nate now, who still doesn't have electricity. <laughs> I like to think if this is uh, if Vanessa has Nate's brain I like to think he gets this dress and he's like wait a second I see what you're trying to do there's, there's a hole in the bottom of this thing <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah that's great great stuff Brendan yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my I can't God. wait to hear your, your tight five after the, after the episode <laughs> <laughs> I ate too much coffee before this <laughs> Um, Blair is yelling at Dorota here like, like she usually does and she says I thought I made it clear that we need to find Chuck the perfect date Kristen Curran is the loosest girl in our class and didn't we go to school with a Kristen Curran What's that? I was going to say did you misspeak because that's a, a literal girl that I know not to well. dox Kristen Curran right now <laughs> yeah who went to dated one of my college yeah, high school uh, and college roommates. with you like this is so funny that poor Kristen Curran is getting name checked like this on Gossip Girl yeah, I, I lived uh, down the parking lot from her for a whole year. And it is weirder because she did in high school win the superlative for Lucas Girl in class. <laughs> she certainly did. So that's such a, <laughs> such a strange coincidence that they said. That, that is really interesting. And I hope you're, I hope you're listening. And I just want to brag that I, I won most outgoing in my senior year of uh, in school. And uh, Brendan, you won nothing if memory serves me correctly yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you may you may have been prom king but i didn't see you at that superlative <laughs> yeah. pizza party that all the you all also forget who edits this podcast <laughs> though, my friend. <laughs> wow you two were something in high school oh we really <laughs> very impressive you know, yeah. <laughs> sarah did you uh, did you win any uh, superlatives in high school no no i, I don't know no, I, I feel like it's I, not um, so out of the question here i was very I had, like, a close group of friends, kind of kept to myself. I played tennis. Uh, All right. I love racket sports, as, I, as I'm one to say. There we go. Well, I was, you know, captain of the, the tennis team, so there you go. You can take that. Well, that's oh. cooler than prom king and uh, most outgoing like combined, so you win this round. Um, yeah. <laughs> Blair, Blair knows exactly what Chuck is looking for in a dream girl. Um, intelligent, but not a bookworm. Strong-willed, but still feminine. An equal. Brunette with deep brown eyes. Dorota very quick to point out that she is just describing herself. <laughs> also love that Dorota has a join, joined a few Facebook groups to try and find Chuck a date. <laughs> I'd love to know what Facebook groups she's she in. She loves to um, research. Yes. Uh, she's really feeling the pressure because she doesn't want to shine Chuck's shoes for a month, confirming that Chuck is getting her for a month. And Blair responds with, yeah, his shoes, if you're lucky. Which, what is she implying here? 
I think she was saying hand job. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that this wasn't your uh, joke of the episode, Brendan. <laughs> I, it was, but it all, uh, almost didn't make sense because, like, I, I don't really. Mine's not shiny. Yeah, Blair should have workshopped this on the pod before she brought this to the episode. <laughs> I think, think so. <laughs> should have asked our audience first. I, I love Blair and I love Dorota, and I love their dynamic. But uh, sometimes I wish Blair wasn't wasn't quite so mean with Dorota. She is doing the best that she can here. I, would I say know, it's... but that just makes Dorota all the more charming because she's just like trying to hold on for dear life. It's <laughs> yeah, very funny. Exactly. I would say their their relationship starts as rockier because Blair's also yeah. in her like angsty teen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Dan now calls Serena to uh, check and make sure all of this is okay. Uh, I mean, I guess for once in this phone call, they're both being very like mature about the situation. So obviously this is not going to last long because why would it with Dan and Serena? But Serena gets like randomly weird on the phone. She hangs up. Aaron comes in and tells Serena... <laughs> no, Serena tells him that she wants to properly thank him for coming to the ball later tonight. And again, this is when Aaron says, uh, yeah, you've already... Uh, You've already thanked me a dozen times, so the, the bar is so low here, couldn't be any lower, and um, I feel like for Aaron, it, it doesn't take a lot to figure out that Serena just wants to uh, extend herself because Aaron told her that Lexi likes to <laughs> fuck on the, on the first date. Like, it's not the hugest leap in logic. On the pod. It's not the hugest leap it. in logic to, uh, to figure out what's going on here. I can't wait to use extend no, I, themselves I, in every aspect <laughs> of my daily life now. <laughs> it's part of the vernacular now, moving Please. forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he finally gets it once she gets really close to his face and like looks at him and like <laughs> blinks in a weird way. Um, Vanessa is now trying on the Jess with Jenny in the dark, I guess, and uh, they're they're doing this. They're doing this in. Why are, why are we in a closet while we well, try this on? They're no, doing this in the cafe, which um, because I guess the underreported story here is that I'm pretty sure Vanessa is homeless because we have literally never seen her in her house. She's clearly living in this cafe. And I don't know why she has to try the dress on here. She can't, like, save it for when she goes home. But uh, she thinks it's beautiful. And uh, Vanessa is actually ready to be genuine with uh, Jenny now. And I guess all Jenny had to do was, like, make Vanessa a dress to get some, like, actual compassion from her. Because uh, she lets Jenny know that she's been jealous. Yeah. She, she lets Jenny know she's been jealous of her her whole life because uh, her and Dan have always had it all. And it doesn't excuse what I'm about to tell you. But, a home. And then, uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then Nate interrupts with a phone call and uh, leaves us on a cliffhanger here. And Jenny just lets her off the hook. She's like, oh, don't, don't worry. Don't tell me what you were just about to tell me. Which, I, first of all, I, well, how does Jenny do? Like, if I was Jenny, I'd be like, what is she about to say? Like, don't answer this phone call. Tell me what you're about to I tell me. But she's just like, oh, I don't think she's just worry. trying to get out of there quickly before she, like, changes she, her she mind. made the drop. She yeah. just wants to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess Vanessa was going to tell Jenny about the letter here, but now she still doesn't. And now it looks like after Nate calls, she's going to tell Nate about the letter because she's like, oh, I, I want to tell you something in person. So uh, we'll see if she goes through with that. Um, Lily, this, is, this also pisses me off. That she, like, they try to make us feel bad for Vanessa she, they this, really this episode. But this is even stupider. This is another point in Jenny's favor. Like her wanting to now get to the ball, dress nicely, and meet Nate there. First thing you do when you get there is tell him you're over it. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. Why do you need? Why does it need to be like? Why don't you do it beforehand so he has a fucking date or he, yeah. he can figure something out? Yeah. So he can go with one of the many girls that already want to go with him. <laughs> so stupid. All right. So Lily is on the phone now, and uh, she tells whoever she's on the phone with, I guess Bart's receptionist or whoever, uh, to let Bart know that she's ready to go to the snowflake ball. A totally normal thing for a middle-aged <laughs> adult to say. And uh, mm-hmm. Bart's mm-hmm. in a meeting right now with Andrew Tyler and. Uh, Lily recognizes the name. Seems very sloppy from Bart. Like, 
regardless of why he's with him, he shouldn't be meeting with this guy after he just told Lily he was done with him. And, like, how is he letting this get out? Like, shouldn't he be telling the receptionist, like, whatever you do, yeah, don't yep. tell Lily I'm with Andrew Tyler. Like, he has one thing. Right. One thing he simple. needs to hide from Lily right now, and he can't even do it. Very simple. So Lily does some snooping of her own, finds, like, a receipt of the latest investigation Bart ordered, and uh, he had reports prepared on Lillian Bass, Charles Bass, Serena Vanderwoodson, Eric Vanderwoodson, Rufus Humphrey, Jonathan Henry, Aaron Rose, and uh, it cost him only $25,000. I don't know if that's a good deal or not, because I've never hired a private investigator, but... Hmm. Seems like he did it in bulk, so it probably is a bit better <laughs> yeah. deal than if he did it individually. Yeah, he got it at Costco. He got this deal. Um, <laughs> I feel bad... For the private investigator having to spy on Aaron Rose, he must have been like bored out of his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> this guy makes no facial expressions. I can't figure it out. And so Lily tells the receptionist now uh, to let Bart know that she won't be waiting and that he's uninvited to the ball. So go Lily here again, standing up for herself. And uh, remember before Bart, when Lily and Rufus flirtmance was a thing, and like we liked Rufus so much more. Yes, she makes. Rufus likable. Yeah, those were the days, and we need more of that. And hopefully, yeah. starting in this episode. Absolutely. So we finally make it to the snowflake ball, and uh, you know, even if we were to have dances in high school, I don't think they'd be as nice as this. So uh, everything's going great here. Minion's going over the game plan. Update on Hazel's love life. Good for her. She finally got a boyfriend, and he can operate yeah. a spotlight. Pretty good. As he gives the goofy like <laughs> thumbs up and nod. A lighting boy. <laughs> yeah, a lighting boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Chuck is also talking to a girl. He thinks it's the girl that uh, Blair chose for him, but Blair shoes her away very quickly. Um, <laughs> this was probably uh, Kristen Curran herself that that Chuck was talking to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Blair brings over the girl, and it's pretty much just a Blair knockoff, and then Chuck brings over a Chuck knockoff for Blair. And um, Brendan, were you predicting a possible foursome here? Well... They have the utensils, as you know. Yeah, I know the the famous Ruppel theorem is that anytime there is three characters in a scene, you are assuming there will be a threesome. But uh. and th- this especially had vibes of that too, because wouldn't you be curious to kind of hook up with yourself in a in some sort of fashion? I mean, they're both narcissistic enough that I could they see are, that yeah. happening. Yeah, I like they both be like, "This happening. is kind of hot." Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Let- Might as well. I've yeah. gotten I've I've gotten turned on by a mirror before. <laughs> Also, where did they find these people? Like, what Facebook groups were they in to find to find these people? Like, it's it's a small school, so if they went to school with them, you'd think that they would know these people already. So I don't know where they like outsourced to find these dates, but uh, I don't know. But where, whatever groups they're on, Dorota's in those groups. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dan and Serena are both dancing with their dates. Lexi lets it slip to Dan that Serena and Aaron are finally going to do the deed tonight. Like, Lexi somehow got Aaron to tell her this. I these these four are all too close to each other. Every ex, These exes are all just, like, sharing everything with each other for some reason. <laughs> um, and Rufus also shows up to the ball, and it's finally time for Rufus and Lily shipping to begin again. It has been so long, and they waste no time. Rufus is like, where's Bart? And Lily right away says, I'm leaving him. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> seems like a This is case. my horny moment of the episode. <laughs> oh, <you>. Okay. <laughs> seems like a right. I, I, went, I went like this. I went, yes, and I did a fist pump when she said that. <laughs> Rufus and Lily, yes. Uh, it seems like a rash decision, but if there's one thing we know about Lily is that she loves a good divorce. So, uh, maybe not surprising here. Yeah, it's her, it's her favorite. She got married just so she could pad her stats a little and get another divorce. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but she does look incredible here. I just want to point that out. Of course. She always looks incredible. And uh, yeah. she says she's doing it for her. She doesn't expect anything but maybe a dance. And Rufus just, like, weirdly stares at her in response. But then they finally dance. And 
I feel like yeah. sorry. I keep asking you about various characters, but are, oh, are you a Rufus too. and are you a Rufus and Lily shipper at all, or are you are you a big Bart head? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two options. <laughs> um, I think Rufus deserves to be alone forever. So no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I. Can't. I mean, well, I, that's not so bad because Lily is way better than he, he doesn't deserve her. Of course I, not. I of mean, course not. Those, honestly, Lily and Bart kind of belong together. <laughs> wow. I, Rufus, um, again, my least favorite character. I hope that man just, like, moves to, like, uh, in the middle of Arizona and joins <laughs> maybe, like, a commune, and he'd be happy. He deserves a dry heat. That's what he deserves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were really rooting for these uh, crazy kids in season one, Rufus and Lily, and then the Bart marriage really like got in the way all of that, and we have not like visited at all until now. No. Um, yeah. Speaking of season one relationships, Dan and Serena are gonna lock eyes from across the room, and they're gonna dance as well. Probably their first dance since the uh, aforementioned Lily and Bart wedding, and uh, for some reason, they always seem it always seems to like go together. Like Dan and Serena are always gonna start getting back together a little bit when Rufus and Lily are doing the same thing, just to always make yeah. sure they're like keeping it in the family. And yeah. uh, yep. Dan decides to continue being a weirdo and say something like, "So, uh, Lexi told me you and Aaron are fucking." What tonight. is his problem? <laughs> like, why did he what bring that up? What? Talk about normal things. <laughs> Serena with another pretty good zinger when she like sarcastically says, "Oh, I'm gonna miss her when she's gone." I uh, talking about Lexi, but <laughs> Dan like tries to defend it when he's like, I, "Well, I only bring up your sex life because you know we're friends now, and that's what friends do." Like what? Yeah. Like in the middle of their mine. dance. Yeah, yeah you I think it's a good point. Yeah, so tell pod. me about your sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good point, Brendan. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it's a good point, Brendan. How's your sex life going? We are friends. We should, we should, that should go in the t- at the top if in your uh, introduction yeah. as well. You uh, say okay, whether sure. you're commando and how your sex life is. <laughs> <laughs> sex life is bad. It reminds me from that icon- iconic scene from The Room. I don't know if either of you have seen The Room, but it reminds me of that iconic yes, scene yeah. where Tommy Wiseau just goes, "How's your sex life?" <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh my god! <laughs> now there's a movie we should be covering on this podcast for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, as if not enough podcasts have covered it, though. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, Serena is, like, needlessly defending her decision to to uh, extend herself, as she would say. But then she decides to, like, turn the tables on Dan and be like, well, uh, Lexi's going to seduce you tonight. So this is just all so messy from both of them. Like, these two need to butt this out. This is not at all what I expected <laughs> from two of them. To... When, they, when they couple up to dance, I'm like, this might be a sweet yeah, moment. Exactly. And it's just these weird. These two need to butt out of their each other's relationship. The fact they're talking about this while dancing with each other. They were doing so well until now. And, like, Dan has not even thought about having sex with Lexi tonight. He did not even know that was on the table. And Serena is, like, already villainizing him for it. He's like, yeah, well, I guess, uh, you know, you are also going to be getting lucky tonight, too. And Dan's like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, I had no intention to extend myself this evening. (laughs) And Serena's like going to shame him and be like, oh, I just thought, you know, sex was meaningful to you. Like, my bad. (laughs) Dan with the great response of, well, it is, especially especially when I haven't had it in a long time. (laughs) Like, Serena has no right to tell Dan when and with who he's allowed to have sex with. Dan was really weird for bringing this up in the first place. They're both just like (laughs) insane people right now. 2008 was like prime for slut shaming. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Neither of them should have to defend their decision to extend themselves tonight. Just let them be. This is a pro-extension podcast. Yeah. This whole scene makes me wonder if they really are 
a good couple that I should be rooting for or not because if this is what they talk about, they, I don't, <laughs> what kind of friendship relationship will they have? They're idiots. They, I, I think the thing is they don't work as friends. They like only work as a couple. Maybe, yeah. Um, so Jenny also shows up to the snowflake ball. Vanessa sees her and asks why she's there and then doesn't even wait for her to respond. Just tells her she's going to end things with Nate. She never meant to hurt Jenny. Like, yeah, okay, bullshit, Vanessa. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, like, why did Vanessa do all of this if she was just going to end things with Nate? Like, if you're going to be a piece of shit, at least, like, stick with it. Otherwise, this was all for nothing. Yeah. Like, she screwed she up Jenny. She seem noble. She knows that Nate's going to come back running and be like, wow, that was so amazing. All part of the plan, yeah. All part of the plan. And Jenny, obviously feeling very conflicted now, tries to warn Vanessa about the dress, but then just, like, sees Vanessa with Nate and, like, stops dead in her tracks. So Vanessa's making her big confession to Nate. Uh, She starts tearing up. She actually brought the letter to the ball. And we talked about Jenny's theatrical move last week with the immense... uh, Sorry, we'll get back on topic. Um, Sorry, he's he's so pissed about the letter. He's like, are you kidding me? She's trying to pull that. Last week we talked about Jenny's theatrics with the emancipation papers. And I just love the drama of Vanessa like actually bringing the physical letter with her. Like, I have your letter, Nate. It's right here in my hand. (laughs) Um. Nate's going to try to end the relationship again. I feel like their relationships last an average of like 1.5 episodes. Like it is ridiculous how quickly they love to break up with each other every single time. Um, So uh, now Nate finds out Jenny never got the letter because of Vanessa. Uh, She turns to leave and now Jenny's finally going to get some pep in her step and try to warn Vanessa. But it is too late. And we we get an underrated funniest part of the episode. It is, you know, very blink of you and you'll miss it. But as Jenny tries to warn Vanessa, she literally shoves some girl that's like half her size in order to catch up with her. And I, <laughs> I rewound it like three times just to watch Jenny re- repeatedly shove this poor like four foot girl out of the way to Amazing. get to Vanessa. I feel like this was just like an extra that got in the way and Taylor Momsen was just yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna hit my mark. Yeah. Fuck, get yes. the fuck out of here. Exactly. The show must go on, and you must get shoved to the ground right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like like I was saying earlier, I hate Vanessa as much as the next guy, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if she had deserved all of this. <laughs> that, uh, um, it's a little disappointing that Jenny went through with this. Like, I, I she did te- technically have a change of heart, but I, it's not even like her. Um, holding the grudge against Vanessa and, like, getting one over on That, I'm I'm fully supporting. It's just the fact that she let, like... She listened to the Minions. Like, what are you doing listening to the Minions? Like, the Minions never have good advice on anything. Yeah, they never have your best interest at heart, either. Yeah, that's why they need someone... she just missed a little bit of the drama. That's why they need someone to lead them, because the Minions are not coming up with, like, good ideas on their own. Yeah, the Minions on their own are actually very, very mean. Like, meaner (laughs) than they are with a leader. Definitely. They're meaner than anyone... They're meaner than Blair ever is. Exactly. Um, they can't, they're not leaders, they're followers. Absolutely not. And yeah. uh, so everyone sees through Vanessa's dress, uh, Minion's all laughing because they, they give no shits, obviously. And uh, Nate, uh, Nate's famous blank expressionless face is uh, it's hard to read, but I think he's pissed here a little bit at, at Jenny. He puts, I mean, surprisingly, he puts the pieces together pretty fast for Nate. Like, he, he is, uh, he sees exactly what's going on here. And Vanessa does seem to be like, taking it like a champ right now she's kind of just like standing there and letting people like take pictures of her and laugh at her and everything she doesn't like run out crying like right away she just kind of like stands there in the moment and lets it happen right. and uh vanessa i i think that nate here looks disappointed in what he sees he's like oh really that, that's, <laughs> that's what's underneath that's what i'm working with <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up by nate but yeah f- i think that's what he's thinking uh yeah vanessa um 
get some like Jenny tries to give Vanessa something to like cover up, but Vanessa just like understandably storms off here. And so <laughs> Nate's gonna talk to Jenny. He just simply asks, like, did you do this to Vanessa? Like doesn't accuse, doesn't yell, just has like disappointed dad voice, which like sucks for Jenny to hear. And uh Jenny comes clean right away, tries to defend herself, and Nate's like, Oh, okay, what'd she do? She lied, she went behind your back, like who the fuck cares? She didn't deserve to be publicly humiliated. And he's like, She's your friend, Jenny. And just seems so hurt and disappointed in Jenny. And, uh, you know, I, I guess he has a right to be. But I, I also just feel bad for Jenny here. And I I feel bad for ever. I feel bad for everyone involved. I feel bad for Vanessa. I feel bad for Jenny. I feel bad that Nate feels the need to have this, uh, like, disappointed dad talk with her. Yeah. I, I guess when you – I feel like he's a little bit minimal, minimalizing, like, the, the issues here and kind of condensing it down too much and making it Oh, Vanessa gets too, fully, too simplistic, fully but... forgiven. As soon as Jenny pulls this stunt, Vanessa, yeah. is the, Vanessa ends up being a big winner here. Like, she, everything that she has ever done is forgiven, completely out the window. Right, and I, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, and I, I love a bitchy Jenny, as I've said. I just... Yeah. Maybe just a step too far. You know, she, she'll learn. She'll learn from this. She'll adjust. She'll, she'll learn. learn. She's young. Yeah, she's young. She yeah. won't take it as far next time. She's got all the time yeah. in the world to... Exactly. She's fine. Um, so Nate also shows Jenny the letter that he sent her after the fashion show and reveals that she never got it because Vanessa stole it. And he, again, he frames it in a way that makes Vanessa sound like a hero saying like, she felt so bad about it that she came here and told me the truth, but like she still did it and never told Jenny about it. So like, if I'm Jenny, I'd like be feeling a little better about what I just did. Like, Oh, she stole my fucking mail. Like, okay, maybe maybe (laughs) this was a good idea. She lied. (laughs) She lied. She hid stuff from me. She stole my mail. Yeah, but instead, and all I did was show off her body. Exactly. You're welcome, Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> but Jenny's gonna feel like a big puck- bucket of shit because of this now. And uh, Nate tells Jenny he's glad she didn't get the letter because she's not who he thought he was. And this again somehow all works out for Vanessa in the end. All of Vanessa's misdeeds are erased because uh, Jenny was the one that like did the last bad thing. So uh, she- it seems like she misplayed her hand here. Like. She shouldn't have listened to the minions. Obviously, this was going to be a bad look on her. Nate was not going to take kindly to it. And, um, yeah, so lesson learned, hopefully, from Jenny. Yeah, I think so. Um, Back to Chuck and Blair. There's nothing much going on with this storyline. The beta versions of Blair and Chuck are just kind of making out. And, uh, of course, they realize right away that they were meant for each other. And uh, I love when Blair sees this. She just goes, hey, explain this, and, like, claps in their face. (laughs) (laughs) This episode from this plot line is more just Blair being really funny. Not not so engaging, but just, like, just uh, just Blair being Blair. And nothing else. Like, Blair is just going to carry this storyline on her back and do what she can with it. But um, Exactly. You know, these two doppelgangers are trying, but obviously they have nothing on the real Chuck and Blair. So, um, Mm -hmm. and then... Blair pretty much just tells Chuck that, you know, even their doppelgangers can work it out, but they can't. And kind of hinting to Chuck, you know, but Chuck just says nothing. And so, like, Blair storms (laughs) off here. So, uh, (laughs) really, their relationship goes nowhere again. Yeah, same old, same old. Listen, uh, Harry and Sally, it took them so long to get together. This is, they are Harry and Sally in this moment, trying to set them up with other people who realize they were perfect for each other. That's true. If we've said it once, we've said okay. it a hundred times. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Lily and Rufus are talking now, and uh, Lily feels bad that she's going to break Bart's heart. I, I, is she? Does Bart even like no. Lily? Like, how much no. is he actually going to care? I, I, yeah, I feel like Bart would be more concerned about like breaking his like pride and his ego than his heart. Like, Bart's not going to be like crying at night, like I miss Lily. Right. Yeah, how much time do they spend together? Exactly. He's always on a like business meeting in Miami. Yeah, probably like an hour every week. 
Yeah. I mean, for God's right. sake, he but couldn't even make it to the hour. snowflake ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, they spend an hour a week, and then he gets all, all of his other intel just from people spying on her. Right. That's how he knows what she's up to. And so... Yeah, he probably does spend more time with these people than, than yeah. with her. And now Rufus isn't doing his one job, which is just like to push Lily over the edge here. So like Lily's going to guide him through it. She's like, tell me something, Rufus. And he's like, what, what do I tell you? He's like, something, something you shouldn't. And he still can't spit it out. He's like, Ugh. he's just like, I, he, he's like, I'm always afraid of what I might say. And Lily's like, okay, which was what? What were you afraid of saying? Like she has to like literally like, spell I'm, I'm it out. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm basically... I'm ready for this. She's like, like Jesus I, I'm tell- Christ, I, man. Just- I came straight to you to tell. I didn't tell anyone this yet, but I'm, I'm done with, with Bart. And why do you think I'm here right now talking to you? I've been begging you to hang out all week. Yeah, she's like, Jesus Christ, tell me you love me so I can get through with this divorce. And, like, this has yeah. always been Rufus's problem. He's still, like, writing that same song he's been writing for 12 years. He can't tell Lily how he feels. And he finally says, um, I let you go on your wedding day because I was afraid I couldn't give you what you needed. I wasn't sure what I needed, and I've regretted it every day since. And I, I was like, Rufus better be careful, because I thought that Andrew Tyler was going to be, like, spying on them right behind the wall. But, um... Oh, yeah. No, it is Chuck Bass who happens to be right there, and uh, here's everything that's happening here. I did it. I expected here, like, Chuck to be walking in on a, a kiss or something. No, no. But he gets... But we don't get that. No, not no kiss. Um, I, I guess maybe they'll wait for the... Uh, I was going to say they'll wait for the divorce to be finalized, but they extended themselves the night before Lily's wedding, so I don't think that they are really concerned right. with uh, <laughs> the ethics of this situation. Right. Well, they, they weren't married. <laughs> it's true. Engaged date, engaged date married, I've heard it said. Doesn't count. That's right, famously. <laughs> famously. Um, speaking of Andrew Tyler, though, uh, Bart is in the limo with him, and he's telling him that his services are no longer required, but as I was saying, then why is he meeting up with him? Like, just just give him a phone call or something and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't need that information you found, but... So apparently this big meeting with Andrew Tyler was just so Bart could like tell him he doesn't want to meet with him anymore, which is kind of like Shakespearean that this meeting was the big thing that sent all of these wheels in motion. And then it's all just like a big mix up on Lily's part. How could that be? Like, I just imagine they're actually like just spying all night. It's like, but what do you mean? Like, um, you're not going to use my services. We've been hanging out and <laughs> spying We've on people. We've been spying on everyone night. tonight. <laughs> this guy I bills himself as a, <laughs> this guy bills himself as a private investigator, but they're really just like creeping on people throughout the city. Just like yeah. peeping yeah. through windows and looking at people. I've done nothing oh. but extend myself to you. At, at <laughs> all night. What do you mean? What do you mean? My services are no longer needed, <laughs> um, but I'm fully extended. That's um, the other so. spinoff I want. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Um, Andrew Tyler tells... I don't know why I always go first and last name with him. Andrew Tyler tells Great him... Uh, former. That <laughs> he, he did his final assignment. And uh, <laughs> Bart's definitely going to want to know what he found out. But before he can find out, Bart gets a call from Chuck and answers by saying... I, I'm sure he says this literally every time Chuck calls. He answers with, this isn't a good time, Chuck. Which I, I'm sure that <laughs> that's his go-to. And... Uh, Again, Chuck, very loyal to his dad here, even though he's been terrible to him all all series, really. He's still going to come to him with this information. Uh, tells him that uh, Lily's at the ball with Rufus, and he better get over here. Um, which, I, I don't know, I guess he's doing this out of loyalty to his dad, but also, I, maybe he just doesn't want, like, his, his new family uh, to, like, go away. Like, he's been thriving as a stepbrother right. Chuck. That's what I thought, too, and once he has this conversation with... Lily, I'm like, I guess he cares more about his dad in this moment than he does the family because he seems like he's acting 
in his dad's best interest based on what he said to her. Yeah, but also if Lily leaves Bart for Rufus, Chuck is no longer going to be part of the family. Right. Well, I think I think he's he's just I don't know. He's got mainly his dad's interested. I think he was so hurt by what his dad said to him earlier. That he's trying to make up for it in a way. Right. And Bart, of course, responds to this by asking what Andrew has on Lily. Sorry, Andrew Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. Don't want you to get confused with any of the other many Andrews and Andrews and Jennas. That's all this show has. <laughs> um, and, and that is the age-old question: Are you are you a, are you an Andrew or are you a Jenna? And people have been asking for, for years and right. years. Yeah. <laughs> the, the two genders. But total Andrew. <laughs> Brendan, you're being such a Jenna right now. <laughs> um, so Lily finds Charles, and uh, Chuck tells her that. She's always been good for him, good for both of them, and he always liked her regardless of how he acted. And he says, he's on his way here. You owe him a conversation. And oh boy, it is all happening. And um, I do feel bad for Chuck. And like you said earlier, Brendan, it's, it's mature of him to be like, Lily, you definitely need to talk to him. But uh, on, the, on the other end, it, it's kind of like unfair for him to be like, no, you should stay with him. Like, I, I thought that's what he was like um, implying. Like, you should stay with him because you're good for him and you're good for me. Like, you can't, Lily can't stay in the marriage just because it's good for like Bart and Chuck. Like she has to make her own decision. But um, right. at the same time, she obviously does owe Bart a conversation if she is going to divorce him. Yeah. I, maybe I was just hearing what I wanted to hear and I was hearing him say, if you're going to get out of here, you should do it right. But maybe, maybe I, I just uh, closed my ears once he started <laughs> talking about how he was, she was good for his yeah. family. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine she did just like go through the divorce without like ever mentioning it. Just never talk to Bart again. And then all of a sudden Bart just found out through i i don't know how this works i guess he would just get divorce papers or something in the mail yeah, i guess maybe he would find out once he went to the gallery and get got some coffee <laughs> bart would never step foot in that cafe <laughs> no <laughs> um, so now uh nate and vanessa are going to reunite outside of the snowflake ball and like i said after what jenny did nate does not give a shit about vanessa stealing the letter he just asks if there's anything else he should know and she's like nope that's it so Nate pretty much just says that Vanessa is the one he wants to be with, and just like that, they're back together again, and Vanessa is all smiles again. So I feel like a net win for Vanessa here. Like, I think she'll take this humiliation of the snowflake ball in exchange for getting to end up with Nate. So it's amazing. The thing about the the trajectory of this plot for her, she royally fucks over her best friend by stealing the letter last episode, and it, it all ends with her getting with the guy she wants. She comes out as the good guy somehow. How does that all work? Because of Nate. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Because Nate's like, well, what... I'd rather hear Vanessa anyway, so we're just going to pretend this didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> that big, so, beautiful, um, dumb, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, Natessa gets back together again, Jenny is kind of just like creepily watching them from the shadows, and she gets <laughs> confronted by the minions, kind of like a Chuck move from, from Jenny here, just to be like watching them from a distance. And yeah. So the minions confront Jenny. They're, like, pissed that she had the gall to try to save Vanessa. I don't know why they care, because it still happened. Like, they still got to humiliate her. So who cares that Jenny tried to momentarily stop it? But anyway, uh, Jenny gets to, like, at least have her moment here. She stands up to the minions. She says, I don't know what's more pathetic, that I wanted to be one of you or that I was actually scared of you. And uh, that Vanessa's ten times the person they'll ever be. Yeah, very... uh, very powerful yeah, stuff she, here. She had me. And she yeah, lost yeah. Me I don't know about that bit. math here where Vanessa's <laughs> 10 times the person I'll ever be. I think someone needs to check her math on that. I like, yeah, like you were saying, I like the first part. But 
the, the minions tell her, she's like, yeah, it's easy to talk shit now when you're, like, hiding out in Brooklyn. And that's when Jenny kind of implies that uh, she may be taking her talents back to Constance. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. At least uh, Jenny gets to kind of end the episode on kind of, like, a positive moment here. Just, like, challenging the minions, saying, uh, you know what? Yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll come back and maybe, uh, I'll come back. maybe go after the crown again. Yeah, I can only organize so many records. <laughs> exactly. Um, back to the snowflake ball. We got another classic Chuck and Blair scene at the end of an episode. I, I feel like we should like rank the end of episode Blair and Chuck scene someday. Um, if we were if we were half the podcasters that Matt and Amon are on the choir room, we would definitely do that and like a bunch of other rankings too. But it seems like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, but I will say, if, if anything, with these two, they repeat their storylines a lot. But <laughs> yeah. You're right. They, they, the endings are always, uh, always great. You could maybe skip if you're rewatching. You could maybe skip the the middle of their plots, but the endings are so touching. Just watch the uh, Chuck highlight reels, like like Sarah does. Yeah, maybe I should. They're the ones that just just keep you hanging on. You're like, oh, they just did that, and you're like, well, maybe it will work out. <laughs> uh, maybe these, maybe these two crazy kids maybe. will figure it out. <laughs> and may and maybe they will because uh, Chuck tells her that he would never give up what they have. And uh, just to, sh- to shut up and dance, as the wise prophets walk the moon once said, and they are going to dance <laughs> again. A very, uh, very season one here is they're going to dance. It it had the like the same beats that the that the Lily and Bart wedding had with like uh, Dan and Serena getting together and dancing, Blair and Chuck getting mm-hmm. together and dancing, and um, dancing so, out. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brendan, do you think that the Blair and Chuck doppelgangers will be back at all, or was this a one and done for them in this episode? I think it's a one and done. I think that's all we get from them. Good prediction. Would you be surprised if I told yeah. you they were in seven more episodes? I would be very surprised. Yeah, is that is that true? No, they're not. They're not in seven more but episodes. But would you be surprised if they became series regulars in two seasons? <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I would be surprised. Or, or if like, there's a couple episodes where the two of them can't make it to <laughs> recording. Day. And they, there's like a couple of where it's literally just them two instead. <laughs> Yeah, no one notices. They're actually the next generation. When Blair and Chuck graduate, uh, we don't f- keep following their story. We just keep up with uh, fake Blair and f- fake Chuck. All right. I don't even know if we actually got their names. Pro- probably Jenna nope. and Andrew, if I had if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is when Lily gets a call from a restricted number, and she just kind of stares into the distance. So we know something must be up. Um as uh, Dan and Lexi, they are also talking to each other. Lexi wants to hang out alone, and Dan is a little apprehensive about that. And so Serena finds them and just wants to talk to Dan for a second. So Aaron and Lexi are like, yeah, we'll leave to go find cabs, which made me think, like, A, that sucks that they have to, like, worry about finding a cab to get home. I never even thought that they <laughs> of having to do that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> B, do you think any of these characters know how to drive? Like, I don't think we've ever seen anyone driving because yeah. they're usually in their limo or taking a cab. Like, yeah. Probably not, and then I know like a few people from college that were that grew up in the city, and they didn't get their license until like their mid twenties. And hey, I didn't get my license until almost my mid twenties, and I didn't even have that as an excuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think uh, for someone who hates walking so much, it's <laughs> it would have been nice if I had a license, but it just d- did not happen to me <laughs> until I was twenty three years old. Yeah, you, you love that passenger seat. Oh, I love riding shotgun. Give me a road trip if I'm riding shotgun. Oh, what a time. I was just talking oh, about yeah. my love of road trips yesterday. 
I love road trips. I'm a, I'm a big road. I, I love them, but I'm also if I'm driving, I'm a sleepy driver. So you don't want to have me as a driver. I might kill you accidentally. Uh, if it happens, it happens. Haven't crashed yet. Yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, so Zarina didn't want Dan to do whatever he was going to do tonight uh, without clearing the air first, but. They're both clearly still bummed about what's going to happen. And, I, you know, I feel like none of this would be a problem if the four of them just hooked up with each other. Not to bring the Ruppel theorem back, but if they just had a force yeah. up, I feel like Serena and Dan could get out whatever kind of tension they need to get at out while also, yep. you know, hooking up with uh, their other partners. Give the people right? what they want. Exactly. I, I feel like this is a this solves every Easy all solution. of their problems. E- the simplest solution I can think of. So we have the four of them and also the, the four, yeah, Chuck two, Blair and two, then Doppelgangers. Yeah. Two four ways in one episode. They said sure. it couldn't be done. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, so should we do um, Nate, uh, Nate, Vanessa, and Jenny. Rufus and Lily also? <laughs> I thought you were going to bring Oh, Jenny. Jenny. All right. <laughs> 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 sure, you know what? There's Jenny in there with her dad. All right, good idea. He laughed himself off the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. He's too embarrassed by his incest jokes. <laughs> I pulled on the microphone. I think that's what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. you'll obviously edit all of that out in, uh, in post. <laughs> no. Um, no. No, probably not, if I know anything about Brendan. Um, <laughs> so they both confirm with each other, but... Before they're going to potentially have sex with their dates, they're going to confirm with each other that having sex with each other was the best night of their lives. So, um, interesting, interesting conversation by them as Lily comes over and is frantic. And we have literally never seen Lily even close to like this frantic. And I've even mentioned it before. Like, even when Serena was getting expelled from school or blacking out on Thanksgiving, Lily is always like cool as a cucumber. She does not show her emotion. She's just like, plays it cool. So the fact that she is freaking out here, we know that something is up. Um, and then this was your first time watching the episode. What Before they revealed what happened, what did you think was going on? Did you think it was something like this? No, I, I, I had no idea what this could possibly be because we, we see Bart talking to the private investigator and then we get a call. I'm like, why would he Get a, what was she going to call now? He, he just said he doesn't need him anymore. What could this be? And then we get the reveal at the end. And I'm like, what is going on here? I, I was, oh, I was never for such a loop. I just saw, well, you'll never believe it. I just saw Bart and Andrew Tyler hooking up in the back. That's of the what made, that would make more sense, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a call from the limo driver. <laughs> yeah. And she'll be like, she'll just be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> that makes my life so much easier. Perfect. It's so much easier. I always had some questions about him. <laughs> um, so Lily needs to find Charles now to tell him. Uh, Serena asks what's wrong, and she says, Bart's been in an accident. And what a cliffhanger to end the episode. Uh, Brendan, is this the best cliffhanger since I killed someone? I, I'd say it is. Yeah, this is a great one. I don't think... I don't think it's even close to Serena just randomly saying I killed someone. I think that is always going to take the cake. But yeah, I think this is a this is a runner. That was more here. of a laugher. This is a uh, more interesting. Uh, the one I killed someone. It was just so out of left field, and so it really funny. didn't exactly. It just didn't resonate in the way I yeah. think they so, wanted it to. Right. It's so out of left field, and then the like abrupt music change as soon as she says it really just adds to it it's just it's, it's a perfect mo- there's another ranking we should do someday the best cliffhangers um, okay great uh, we have for we, that oh hell yeah <laughs> when we run out of episodes to recap we'll start doing random rankings um and uh according to imdb this is the first installment not to conclude with a quirky comment by gossip girl 
they just end with the cliffhanger mm-hmm. and then uh ah. end the episode. That's it. And then you're 15 years old and you have to wait like two and a half months. Exactly. Exactly. That's what they don't tell you in this in this and when you're watching the episode now that how long everyone had to wait in between episodes. So um that's the end of the episode. Brendan, what is your prediction? What happens with this accident? So at first I, I was like I really had a, a conspiracy going on in my head of like since Bart just asked for like uh, give me all the deets let's find out everything about this and then she gets a call that he got into a car crash i'm like did he like set up this car crash phone call somehow so that he could get out of this relationship or something i don't know what i was thinking uh, and then i realized oh, it's probably right, exactly. more just that he actually got into a crash and now this is the writer's <laughs> way of like stringing along this uh relationship a little bit longer to get towards maybe the end of this season i love that um in your mind like bart already has like an inkling that lily wants to leave him so when Bart wants to leave Lily, instead of just letting Lily leave him, he has to <laughs> fake a car, car crash. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. That's a simple. And so, what is this I going to mean? What is this going to mean for Rufus and Lily? What, what, it's what, on the back burner again. I think she's gonna again? stay with him out of pity for a little while while he's in a neck brace. I'm assuming. I love a good neck brace, so, as you know. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, we see Bart with a neck brace. <laughs> That's hot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. uh sarah you were talking about how frustrated you were that you had to wait so long to uh get to the next episode do you remember like your first reaction the first time you watched this one all the way back in Screamed. in high school Screamed. Wow. i remember screaming wow. and i remember like looking online trying to find like previews of like the next episode talking to my friends about it being like what's going on uh, on all the forums are... and they are blair and chuck getting together <laughs> <laughs> That was my cliffhanger. Everyone's <laughs> talking like, about everyone's talking about the car accident, and you're like, "Yeah, but Blair and Chuck they, they danced <laughs> like in this Blair episode. What's Chuck? happening with them?" <laughs> it's a moment. <laughs> um, Brendan, what else can you predict? Is uh, is Jenny coming back to school? Jenny's on her way back to school. I don't know how the admissions process works after dropping out, but I'm sure they'll. Uh, that Daddy Hump will just flash those uh, that big wad of cash he gets oh! from from the <laughs> the gallery. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they'll speed that up with some teen drama logic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Think Nate and Vanessa are actually going to work out this time? I sure hope not. Uh, maybe it'll be <laughs> another one or two episodes, and they'll be they'll be done. Yeah, probably. And, oh, and also, is very angry at that. He's like Nate and Vanessa. No way. He ships them. Thank you. Thank you for saying the name again, because I knew it was something like that, and I was about to call him Bean Dip, and I knew that was not right. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Bean Pole. Another Bebop. adorable name. I've gotten people. I've gotten bean dip. I've gotten bebop. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Bing bong. I've Bing gotten. Bong, yeah. <laughs> and if, and yeah. if bebop wants to come on the podcast to cover an episode of his own, like he is more than welcome to. Yeah, he's he loves it. He's just like honestly kind of rude to do this in front of me without extending an invitation. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Without extending yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. um. It's like well, I might not have seen it, but I have nothing but opinions. <laughs> um, and also, we we heard that Andrew Tyler has uh, this big doozy on Lily, but we never right find out what it is in this episode. What do you think it is? Brandon? Well, that's what I'm thinking this call was going to be when I'm watching the episode live. Um, so I I I don't know. I thought it, was, it would be something on her and Rufus. Maybe it was um, he found out about the wedding night somehow. That's all I could think of. 
Okay, so I still um, can't get past your commitment of saying Andrew Tyler every single time. <laughs> I've never heard him referred to more in my life. <laughs> I think they say his name maybe three times on the yeah, show. Yeah, really. We see. Maybe we even just see it in text form too. Um. So, Brendan, you are going to kill me, and also Sarah a little bit. But when my microphone unplugged, it stopped recording for a little bit. So we are going to just go over that last scene. One more time, and oh, I got, I got like the we backup if you want. I could, I could just pull. It oh, from do there. you have the backup that you can just edit in? Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh my God, I forgot we were living in the fancy era where we don't have to. Oh yeah, we record when my mic got unplugs. It, that is such, that is such a relief. And you, of course, you'll edit this aside out from me in post, and not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not have me sound like an idiot no trying to re-record. <laughs> yeah, so just okay. coming back to everyone, um, Matt left his joke so hard <laughs> that his microphone unplugged. <laughs> Stopped recording. He no, forgot was, that we have a backup. A disaster. Now he's trying to pedal back, but this this will be edited out. Don't you worry. If, if you want to record a podcast with Gagan, don't mention uh, the prospect of incest because he'll laugh too hard and ruin your recording. I don't like that this is the narrative. I mean, we, need, we need to get Colin Stone back so he can push the narrative back on you being into underage yeah. girls. No narrative needed, my guy. <laughs> Disavow, disavow. <laughs> All right, let, let's get into some. I, I'm going insane now, so let's get into some segments. Uh, of course, we have to start out with our uh, our favorite segment, or at least mine, the user review of the week. Comedy fan really holding down the fort here, <laughs> making sure he, he reviews every single episode. What would we do without them? And they say, uh, so they give it a nine out of ten. This one, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful lie. The title of the review is same as the episode, and they say, great episode. Blair and Chuck with their doppelgangers made me laugh, and they had this great dance. Serena and Dan showed up this hard moment when you know your ex will move on and wonder if it will ever meaningful to him. The story about Jenny's revenge on Vanessa was pretty cool, and I liked how Nate acted. We've seen, again, some great chemistry between Lily and Rufus, but Lily will not leave Bart now that he was in an accident. Uh, yeah. And will we find out soon what Bart found out about her? I want to know! <laughs> yeah, me, me too. This guy has some tremendous sentence structure. I love reading all of his, all of his reviews. Um... Another great uh, summary. I think I should just start reading these reviews and replace the summary. Yeah, they really, yeah. really um, Brendan, next week the episode is called "Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou." You have <laughs> perfect name. That sucks. Perfect title, as they always are. Do you have perfect any? Title, uh, ten out of ten. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title name? Mm, I think maybe we get a George Clooney cameo. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's George Clooney going to be doing in the Gossip Girl universe? <laughs> Good question. Um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is someone's grandpa. This is actually 2008. Mm-hmm. 2008. Never mind. He's still he's still a young hunk back then. I don't know. I got I got nothing for you. He just shows up as himself. Great. Great prediction. Love it. Um, I am not going to read the little preview that HBO Max gave because I feel like it's a little spoilery. So rather rather have you go into the next episode fresh without that. Okay. Just, just like I, I appreciate you looking out for these here. descriptions to see if they're spoiler free or not. So I'm doing my job. Um, so let's get into some episode grades. I went first last week. So Brendan, you will go first this week. What grade are you giving this episode? This is a banger here, honestly. This is this has got all of the hallmarks of a great Gossip Girl episode. We we've got lots of great love plots. We've got cliffhangers. We've got lots of 
Lily, obviously, a big ball. We love balls uh, in this in this show. We do love balls. Um, it's incredible. You know, I, I I love this this scene of the dance. It's fun. A little bit of holiday cheer sprinkled in with snowflakes. Um, there's there's not a lot that brings it down. Honestly, some good some good laughs. Uh, a a great Chuck and Blair ending. Aaron wasn't even that annoying this episode while he was here. He was kind of put in the back burner. Uh, so you know what? This might be. Uh, in A, this is just a classic oh GG my episode. Goodness. This is great. Wow. Love it. Wow. An A from Brendan. A. Uh, I praise. Dara, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, I agree. It is a very classic Gossip Girl. We love a good cliffhanger. Boom Blair having their moment. That's all I'm looking for. Um. I think I still have to knock it a bit because Aaron is still there. And, and we, we used to Vanessa... have a rule. Not, sorry, not to interrupt you. I was going to say, we, we used oh. to have a, have a rule that any episode with Aaron Rosen, it cannot get an A grade. But yeah. I already broke the seal and broke that rule last week. Yes. So I guess Brendan is allowed to break it this week. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm still abiding by that because also <laughs> the whole Jenny and Vanessa thing. I Talk about two characters I don't really care about. Well, I didn't ask you time. how you feel about Jenny, who is another polarizing character, but is another character that me and Brendan are both big defenders of. But it sounds like you are not nearly as high on Jenny as me and Brendan are. I loved her at first. At this yeah, point, I, I think I still that. liked her, but I also don't love her relationship with Nate because I think it's like a weird mm. age difference that kind of skeeves me out a bit. Like a weird power dynamic. Um, I think the, she... the age difference between the two actors is a lot weirder than the age difference because I think they're only supposed to be two years apart in the show. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought she was like a freshman and he's like a senior. She's she was a freshman in the first season, so she's a sophomore oh, right shit, now. That's right. A senior. Okay. Like the the difference in age between the actors, they're like eight years apart. So Nate's twenty three, while uh, Taylor Momsen is fifteen. So that always skews me out that they're like facing each other, and that age difference is so. Huge. He's also just like their relationship is very. He's like, I will protect you and take care of you. And I don't yeah, like that. Yeah. Very daddy. Yeah, and Jenny, Jenny just she really wants to be good and doesn't, but also doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I I'd say I'd give it a B plus. All right. Okay. Because of Rose, who is one of the worst characters of all time. Absolutely. And when we do our worst character mm-hmm. ranking, he might be all the way at the bottom, um, right next to Vanessa. So um, <laughs> after interrupting you like three times during what you were saying, Sarah, I will now, I will now oh, go no. and give my own thoughts. And we're all over the place here. And Brendan, this may be the most that me and you have ever disagreed on an episode. Wow. Um, I mean, maybe you're just uh, looking half... Uh, what is it? Glass half, half full? full? That's what it is. Glass half full while I was looking mm-hmm. half empty. More more of a pessimist by nature. Where you're saying that there was nothing really that brings it down. And I kind of agree. But for me, there was like nothing really that brought it up for me that much sure. either. Except for the uh, cliffhanger and I guess the uh, the nice scenes where they dance with each other. So I, I just feel like this was just kind of like perfectly average episode of Gossip Girl. And to be honest, a little boring at parts. Like, it has the makings of a classic Gossip Girl episode. Like, you're right. They're at a snow, snowflake ball. They are, there's, like, shenanigans. There's betrayals. There's people getting back at each other. Right. There's uh, there's the big cliffhanger at the end. But I feel like a lot of it just kind of 
falls flat. And like I said, I don't hate anything about it, but there's nothing really like iconic about it that I remember besides the ending. And uh, so it does get those extra points for the good cliffhanger. And I'm always a sucker for the scenes where like the characters are slow dancing with each other. But I think, bless you. But I think when the, sorry, (laughs) I think when the episode like takes place at a dance or a snowflake ball, it has the potential to be something great. Something that is like an A that Brendan, uh, you felt that it was, uh, but nothing really happens to me. Like the Chuck and Blair plotline is a funny idea, but it never really goes anywhere. Uh, the Jenny and Vanessa stuff is okay, but like, I don't know. I, like uh, like Sarah was saying, how it's two characters she doesn't care about. It's like Jenny against a character I don't care about in Vanessa. So I'd much rather see like Jenny versus Blair if we could get back to that again. Um, like more interested in how this episode sets up future episodes, like with the Jenny coming back to school and what's going on with Bart, Rufus and Lily, and and Andrew Tyler, of course. So I I had this as just like a regular average C episode, but with the cliffhanger, I'll bump it up to a C plus. So we are all over the map here, wow. giving an A, a B plus, really and a C are. plus. Damn. You know what? It average. It passes. I, I'm sorry to uh, to bring you down so much, Brendan. That's okay. I, I really, you know, you I really don't such care. A fan. Yeah. <laughs> you are not going to lose any. That's <laughs> no, <it's> okay. <laughs> I'm just here for the paycheck. Right. So yes, the uh, the 13 cents that we've made yeah. from doing this podcast. Yeah, we're we're up over in the 27 dollar range now. Oh my god, I love it. Getting these up. Yeah, once in a while, it comes. It comes every uh, three months. Did you get my direct deposit information? <laughs> yes, it was all. I, I took all those from you. All twenty-seven dollars. Okay, great. Also, also, Bebop is um, will be sending over an invoice as uh, production manager. <laughs> oh crap! There it goes. That's his. That's his going rate too. I do want to point out that I I've seen none of this twenty-seven dollars, so I am just working for free while Brendan reaps all the benefits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I keep um, betting it so... on Fanduel and losing it and getting it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, who, who is your MVP of the episode? This is a tough one. I I, I had my LVP <laughs> written down in the third bullet point of my notes. Um, <laughs> so it, it was just probably about, about like five minutes into the episode. Um, MVP, maybe just to like juxtapose my LVP, I will go with Jenny. It's it's you know it's not like a perfect episode for anyone really, but I think the way she handles herself this episode makes me laugh a lot and it's it's just great i think she puts down my least favorite character which i'm always here for and i was along laughing with the crowd <laughs> at her when she was half naked so i think a great move by jenny uh and also like we get hints of her coming back to school which we are so hyped about her doing because she's she always thrives in the school setting so jenny mvp wow very i mean i i love it i i was not thinking jenny but that is a uh... I'm always happy when Jenny gets yeah. another MVP. So, uh, Sarah, who is your MVP of the episode? Blair Waldorf always. <laughs> uh, I love um, it. Just a, a hard stance of Blair MVP, no matter Blair. what. She's great. She always Perfect. she is the show. You got to do it while you're here. Put your I mean, votes this in. Is, this is great. Um, two the two my two queens of the show getting <laughs> getting an MVP each, and uh, th- this was really tough for me because I-, I feel like every character was either annoying or boring. So like no one had a good episode. Right. So I-, I mean I was thinking it should like technically be Nate because I guess he's the only one being like mature about everything. Yeah. Um, but he kind of takes things aside, which is, yeah. I don't love, but. And, you know, poor Nate, because for the second week in a row, I'm going to, like, say that maybe he should win just to give him an honorable mention and uh, not the actual MVP. Because for my MVP, I am giving it to the third queen of this episode. Of course, it's Lexi. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I am giving it to Lexi, much like she gets the guys on the first date. And listen, 
This may seem crazy, but I liked her. I said right up top, I thought she was kind of iconic. And the only things we know about her is that she shits on everyone else and that she fucks. And yeah. I feel like I'm not going to get another chance to reward her. So she is getting an MVP We today. love someone probably with sexual freedom. One, probably the only one she'll ever get. And uh, congratulations to Lexi. You really... <laughs> you really did it. This, and, and she does definitely benefit from having very little competition in, in this episode. Right. Very true. All right. Great. I'm here for it. Um, Go, Lexi. Who's your MVP? <laughs> he uh, disagrees and says more. And that is canon. <laughs> I, he said his, um, his uh, LVP was the fire hydrant that was in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> or the person like climbing the stairs in my apartment building. <laughs> Uh, Brendan, who is your LVP of the episode? LVP, I just want to point out that every time <laughs> Bebop barks, we, we don't have to make a comment about it because we could have edited it out, but we always somehow include it into the conversation. So now it's impossible to get rid of the audio. <laughs> Literally every time we drew attention <laughs> Which is very professional. Yeah. He's an integral part of this. Um, uh, he is my son. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, my LVP is obviously Vanessa. Good choice, good yeah, choice. Obviously. No, no explanation. We, I, we, we've compl- I've complained about her all episode long. It's, you, you, you get how I feel. All right. Sarah, who's your LVP of the episode? Okay, my LVP of the episode is... Oh, wow, what a toss-up. Um, uh, I mean, Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is great. Everyone Vanessa, just... just like, god damn it. I, w- I want to try so hard... She has such potential as a character, and they just failed her miserably. Absolutely. Time after time. Always always loving when Vanessa gets an LVP. Uh, she was the, the league leader in LVPs in season one, and she's well on her way for season two now. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, me... no. Also, Aaron. Aaron, always, though. I mean, yes. So do you want to give Aaron an honorable mention, or do you want to give him the Yeah, uh, he gets canonical... an honorable mention. Okay. okay, that's good. Sounds good. Um. My LVP, this was tough too because, like I just said, the MVP was tough because everyone was pretty much bad in this episode. So if everyone's bad, is anyone really bad? But um, I, I'm not going to give it to Vanessa as much as I hate her. I mean, I feel like she technically like wins the episode. Like she gets Nate at all. Yeah, like, she does. For no fault of her own, despite all logic, she does end up kind of the winner of the episode. She gets Nate at the end of the day. And like that point, I was thinking the loser of the episode is kind of Jenny or Bart because uh, they both kind of lose. Like, Jenny loses Nate, Bart loses Lily. Um, and Bart also just an all-around shit to his family and then also, like, seemingly loses Lily and, like, I don't know, also gets into a car accident. I, I'm assuming it wasn't <laughs> his fault, the car accident, but he's still, you know, not, not a, a great day for Bart. For him, so yeah. I, I, will, I am going to give it to Bart. Um, I feel like I've given it to Bart a lot this season, but he he deserves he deserves another LVP. So yeah, mine's gonna go to Bart. Still got two on Vanessa, so a win for everyone at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, let's get into our final segment: some Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. We are going to do. The scene with Blair, Chuck, and Dorota, where Blair and Chuck come up with this um, great idea for the bet that they do at the Snowflake Ball. And Dorota, only only one line in this, so whoever gets Dorota will have to make it count. Who, uh, Which one of us should be Dorota? 
Uh, I'm worried I will, I will do an inappropriate accent if I try and do her, so I'm just going to steer clear. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, Put me in, I, coach. I will be, Sarah, if you want a meatier part, I will be Dorota, so it's yeah, up you, to you. are going to give the guest a, an actual part. It's okay. up to you. If you you can choose the one with one line, or you can It's your you girl. I, I'm usually <laughs> Chuck, so you can be your girl. Good, but I, I, uh, sure, let's do let's it. Let's do it. All right, so you're going to be Blair this time, Sarah? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so this this scene does start with uh, Chuck <clears throat> on the piano. So, Brendan, I hope you brought a uh, piano with you. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll, I'll add that in. The post. I'm doing a lot of editing this episode anyway. Let's just throw in a piano. <laughs> All right, so Blair okay. does have the first line, so whenever you are ready. Mm-hmm. Waiting for my music cue. Okay, piano, <laughs> piano. Yeah. What do you want, Bass? It occurred to me today when I was having my afternoon shiatsu <laughs> that I should choose your date. You? Why? Why not? And it would let me prove I know you better than anyone else. Fine. Then I choose yours. I bring a date for you. You bring one for me. Let's see who's paying attention to the other's desires. It has to be something to keep you honest and to make things interesting. Name the stakes. You actually like your date. I get your limo for a month. Fine. And if you like yours, I get to Rhoda. Dorota? Yes, Miss Blair? By the way, I take my breakfast in bed. What are you staring at? Go polish something. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go, I'll go join some Facebook groups. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chuck, Chuck, uh, give me that dick, Chuck. Let me go polish that. No. <laughs> Another okay, iconic. I am edition. warm. <laughs> that was great great job all around so we we are out of segments we're, we're gonna be all done here we just have to do some plugs so first of all sarah thank you again for joining us like i said yes. as soon as i knew i was doing this podcast i knew that you were someone i wanted to come on and guest and i am thrilled that we were able to make it work and we were able to uh get an episode that you wanted to cover so just thank you thank you for for coming on and talking to us for almost two hours here. Is there anything you would like to plug at this hour? Um, Jess, thank you for having me. Uh, this is, it is an honor to discuss Gossip Girl for hours at a time, anytime. Um, I don't know. I'm Sarah Gar on all social media, and I have an Etsy store. Ooh. Uh, that's in my right. Instagram bio. What do you sell? That Stitch Bitch. Um, I sew... Um, hair accessories, make earrings, just little little odds and ends like that. Cool. Masks. Mm. Oh, you're right, well, in space. Tell them what you're You're gonna get a little something we like to call the lonely boys bump. <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah. <laughs> Love. Um, Brendan. Um, still you... still making headbands to this day because of Blair. Wow. Chorus. Of course. There you go. That's iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair, I mean, Blair. I'll oh, thank you. Call you Blair right <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Jenna! <laughs> Jenna, what are you have to plug? <laughs> also, I want to point out that uh, that is what I call my member. I call it the Lonely Boys Bump. I knew I yeah. knew there was a joke yeah, somewhere to. in there, and I, I knew you were going to make it at some point. All right, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of us had to say it. Um, same old, same old. Uh, if you want to listen to the, lo- the Lonely Boys, geez. the Hoppy Boys, it's a beer podcast, but we're not a bunch of douchebags that like, like beer that much. We just like to have fun and chat over drinks. Um, we're not 
white assholes. Well, I, mean, I guess debatable, but you know, we're not we're not those kind of guys. Really making it clear. I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, <laughs> why are you so afraid that everyone's going to think you're an asshole? <laughs> Because be, I, I don't I, uh, I don't listen, give enough. Jerry's still out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I don't give enough um, clarity on the fact that because I'm realizing more and more that the people that I see out at like breweries and stuff and that like talk about beer, like really suck. And I just want to point out, like, I just want people to know that <laughs> I don't suck in that way. Maybe in any other ways, but we're we're a good time over there in the hobby boys. So listen to our 50th episode and our best ofs. Yeah, it's the only way. Yep. The best of, if, if you want to listen to the best ofs, you'll hear all the best moments of the past 50 episodes, the past 2 years almost. So check that out. Um and uh, email us for questions for this show or that show uh at the hobbyboyspod at gmail.com. All right. Love it. Um you're done, right, Brendan? Nothing else to plug. That's all I got. All right. Since you Oh, and also I guess if you want to listen to my uh episode I was on recently of <laughs> Bojack Horse Pod with Kirsten. Uh, go check that out too. Oh yeah, great, great yeah. call. We love plugging Bojack Horse Pod. Any chance we can get, I will be on to. Well, I, I will be on at some point in season six. I don't know how soon it is, but um, so so stay tuned for that. Um, as for me, I was thinking now that you have watched uh, X Lies of College Girls, what can I plug at the end of every episode yes, until my next show? I that'll force be you to finally watch it. And I think a nice easy watch and. Uh, be the saved by the bell reboot which when i updated my favorite favorite current shows list at the end of 2021 this was my number one favorite show so this is my current favorite show it is very funny there are so many laughs uh say laugh a minute but it's more like three or four laughs a minute if we're being honest it is so funny the cast is so great so i will plug this uh indefinitely until you finally watch it and uh okay besides that uh this podcast i believe is coming out may 6th and on that day, a little show called The Wilds will be premiering season two. And you may be asking, what's The Wilds? I've never heard of it. So I will tell you, it is like Lost, but better because it's a bunch of teenage girls who get oh, yes. uh, trapped on an island. And you may be saying that sounds exactly like Yellow Jackets. But let me tell you, this came a year before Yellow Jackets. So if you ask me, Yellow Jackets kind of ripped them off. And I prefer The Wilds anyway. Okay. Not that Yellow Jackets is bad. Yellow Jackets is also a great show. But my loyalty lies with The Wilds. And so everyone watch The Wilds. I'm in. Season two will be coming out today if you're listening to this and uh guess besides that you can follow me on twitter at maddie fresh 24 you can follow brendan at ruppy puppy you can follow the hoppy boys at the hoppy boys pod um you can follow the lonely boys on twitter because i still haven't made a twitter account and i never will so <laughs> that's, <fine. laughs> that's all i got that's all i got for today um our dear dear listeners you can join us next week where we will where we may or may not have another guest um and we will be talking about season two, episode three, the brilliantly named uh, Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou. <laughs> Until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely, Lonely boys. boys. Bye-bye.